Oh. It's been so long. It is time for Reel It In 2.0 Redux Remake <laughs> Reboot. <laughs> Uh, season two. Season <laughs> season two. Uh, you were probably going to hear point six. Two point yeah, or our firmware update <laughs> one point zero zero one one one. You're hearing uh, some familiar voices. I, of course, am Anthony Rodriguez, and I'm joined today by the man to my right. I'm to your right, uh, Andrew Cooper, and the man to my left. I'm a transformer. <laughs> and do not be shocked. There's a, a brand new voice joining <gasps> us. Who's that? So far away into the distance. <laughs> yes, I, I hear this angelic Over the- voice. <laughs> Is that a motorcycle? Is yeah. that a motorcycle? I haven't earned the seat yet at the table. <laughs> yeah, he, he he'll move he'll move a foot yeah. closer <laughs> every episode, and then eventually he'll it's be allowed to sit at the table. My probation period, my my hazing. If yeah, you will. yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hi everyone. Um, I'm Kevin. Abihai, I'm, I guess, am I the fourth guy? Yeah. You are. Wow. You're the fourth guy. You're the guy. This feels great. Guy. He's like the guy. You're the Pe- guy. People are like, wait a minute. Will sounds different. He sounds yeah. different. <laughs> and his name is Kevin. <laughs> you know, it's, it's part it's of the like lineage, though, because I used to live in the room Will lives in. Yeah. So now it's, I'm taking it's his It's fitting. You're becoming another person? Yeah. You've never seen us on the same podcast, so. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's absolutely. But if you if you combine them, they're Kevin Smith. We're That's moving true. on. <laughs> oh. oh, my bad. We're I'm moving sorry. on. We're past uh, introductions. I had, to, I had to think about that one for a second. So, so because it's been 84 years, just a reminder, Reel It In is your uh, bi-weekly film, TV, just all on general visual entertainment podcast where we, mm-hmm. we get together, mm-hmm. we talk about the things we've been watching lately, try to... We sort through, we're sifting through. We got four beautiful men looking and watching stuff, being like, hey, guys, you should probably check this out. Or, you know, don't waste your time. Maybe you should check this out. And at the end of the episode, we dive in, deep dive into a movie or a TV show of our past that we we truly enjoy and uh, give you a little uh, tidbits, maybe something you missed on. And today we're actually going to be talking about the reboot, the remake the redoing, I don't, I don't know what you would describe it, but dread. I wouldn't say it's a remake. It's just another entry into the universe. Yeah. Do, do, but you so wouldn't like, call it a continuation, would no, you? No, but like I wouldn't call Batman Begins a remake of Batman nineteen eighty. That is, that is a very, very good point. Like it's just another entry into the mythos of. Batman. Excellent example. Dread is Batman. Yeah. Is Same character. <laughs> but before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the episode, we always start off with what we've been watching lately. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Ben. Oh, what have boy. you been watching, buddy? Well, lately, uh, Cobra Kai, season one, two, three. Uh, watched Karate Kid a couple weeks back for the first time. All the Karate Kid movies. and they're Are there four? Four, yeah. Yeah. The Hillary <laughs> Swank? Yeah, Hillary, the Hillary Swank, Swank one. Is the fourth uh, one the... was pretty bad. The one we don't talk about. We got ladies. Well, it's a lady one, karate The third kid. one got pretty silly too, but... People all... the, people stand by Karate Kid 4. They like the Hillary Swank one. Wow. Some people really actually Some hold Hillary Swank. Movies. Oh, that's the fourth one. I thought the fourth one was the, the Jaden Smith no, one. No, that's not canon. Yeah, well... Oh, yeah. That's the fifth one. Yeah, there's only been two Godfather movies. We don't. We yeah, don't two talk Terminators. About yeah, there's only been two Terminators. One Mortal Kombat. And well, there's only three been three Terminators uh, because the latest one was canon off of this second one. Oh jeez. Yeah. No, but was it good? That's that's what we <laughs> care about. There's there's two Sam Raimi Spider Mans. 
There's only three oh, Star Wars yeah. movies. There's only three Star Wars. <laughs> but that doesn't count because there were three Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. No, Hilary Swank. Two. I'm not Hilary Swank. Jane Smith. That is not known as canon in the Karate Kid universe. Yeah, I know. Because we're just, we're just, not, we're just omitting. I know you're movies. doing that, but like, no, we because know, I um, think we all know uh, that. What's something. his name? The sensei. <laughs> Miyagi? Miyagi. Miyagi. Oh my god. Ben, you're you've you know, been watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I literally saw an episode where what's uh, he took what's down uh, a, uh, what's the uh, the fighting style uh, that they're doing uh, in the Taekwondo jujitsu Krav Maga. but yeah, his the ones that he are he is in are known as canon for the series. That makes that makes sense. So that I, that actor, because yeah. uh, Jackie Chan, Jackie is, Chan is, Miyagi, is Mr. Miyagi. No, he's not Miyagi. That makes sense. That makes sense. But yeah, uh, you can watch it on Netflix, right? Yeah, all three seasons now. Yep. What do you think? It's actually pretty good. It uh, paints a interesting gray area for everybody. You're not quite sure who is good or bad. Hmm. Kind of like life. Yeah, kind of like life. <laughs> because because the series has been so. Johnny and Crease are villainous villains that are just over the top, ridiculous villains. And in this series, kind of makes it shows a backstory to the characters. That's like, okay, you're not that villainous. You're still a jerk, but you're not like evil. Like they they come from a. You kind of understand why they are yeah. the way they are. They give more depth to the character. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. What about you, Kevin? When have you been watching, buddy? So the most recent thing I've been watching as of last week, I actually started The Boys. The Boys. On Amazon. Funny like, enough, the uh, evil CEO. CEO lady was the love interest in Karate Kid 1. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. That is so ben was watching it, and I was like... All right, we're back I to... Like, <laughs> I was like, I recognize it. <laughs> I, I was like, I recognize her. We, and I was like... I looked it up. I'm like, oh my gosh! I have no idea. That's yeah. Madeline. We're, we're actually we're actually back to three members of the podcast. Kevin's head just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I when you guys told me to watch Dread, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, Carl Urban. I was like, wait a minute. I'm watching something with Carl Urban right now. But no, I mean, it. So far, I'm. I think six or seven episodes into season one. Okay. And I. So you're almost, you're about to finish season one. Is that much. is it almost done? I think yeah. there's eight episodes. Okay. Here. Yeah, so far I really like it. I think my favorite character is probably Homelander. <laughs> so far, he's so terrifying. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. I think so. he he the guy who plays him just does such a great job. He's so good. He's Why is really he not? Good. So he was actually in another like TV show that was like Justified, or you know, it was like a cop show that went under the radar, but it was like pretty violent. Yeah. But outside of that, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But he he's so he's excellent as Homelander. He does mm-hmm. such a great job of playing this all powerful Superman type hero, mm-hmm. quote unquote. But flawed. like, what's that? Flawed hero. Yeah, very flawed hero. Very flawed. But child, like, I don't in even a think I would put hero in that. Yeah. <laughs> super powered. Secret person. villain. Super powered person. <laughs> yeah. With. Yeah. Yeah. With, I just my favorite parts is when he's you know amongst the people and he's just putting on his fake superhero he's like oh thank you very much so good to see you i don't think it's fake i think it's something he believes as a persona like i think he he believes like he he really is 
like he thinks that is a part of who he is and at like deep down i think he thinks he's doing the right thing and the show i don't want to spoil anything for you obviously for season two but the show goes deeper into why homelander is homelander oh okay and he has those particular attributes in the way he conducts himself and almost this like childlike behavior yeah i've seen some of that where i'm like with the uh the ceo the madeline Uh, yeah mm -hmm. yeah where i'm like oh okay there's some there's some deep-seated issues going on yeah it's really weird i think the every time he clenches his jaw i just like am terrified yeah of what's gonna happen because he does that so well yeah and yeah every everyone fears him it's one of those things where you don't you don't see it as much Obviously, in your your mainstream Marvels and DCs or whatever, mm-hmm. like no, 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 like no one would stop Superman. Like Superman would destroy right. the Justice League if he went all out, kind of a thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But no one really approaches that, and like you well, see fear. According to Suicide Squad, uh, uh, you just need the Suicide Squad. All right, we're down to two members <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> ben and I are going to be rocking. Kevin has passed away, and Andrew's been kicked off. Suicide Squad. You know, because what if Superman just came in and started ripping off the, the roof of the Pentagon, you know? What? That was literally in the movie. That was the line that got them to oh, form the Suicide Squad. I still haven't it's seen like, the movie. Okay, so you got a group of people that still couldn't do anything if Superman ripped the roof off of... No, even I, even I, if yeah. I had Pedro Pascal, yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree. You should watch Suicide Squad. <laughs> should, <laughs> I, should I or should I wait till the... No! What are you doing? <laughs> the James Gunn Suicide Squad. You know my stance on movies like this. Like You, you should absolutely watch Jennifer's Body. It's not a good <laughs> movie, but you should totally watch it because... Oh, Kevin, you don't know about this. Okay. J- Jennifer's Body... So I obviously I, I I I haven't taken the time to go see what the director or the writer said about it. Jennifer's Body is either one of the greatest horror movies ever made or one of the worst movies ever made, purely on what was the point of the movie. If the movie is supposed to be sat- satirical and make fun of teen horror movies, it is excellent. It is so good. It's huh. so tongue in cheek. It's so well done. If it was actually meant to be serious, oh man, it's bad. It's really <laughs> bad. Okay. So it's all I, I think it's just through the point of like watching it and and seeing those things. Yeah. And it's the whole it's the room idea like you know the one of the worst movies ever right. made the room everyone makes a thing but everyone wants you to go see it because how bad it is right that's why when i talk about suicide squad and stuff everyone talks about it and says it's so bad it's so bad but if you don't see it you don't really get the full like oh it is actually that bad so that's why i say <laughs> you should you should go see well, it. i wanted to walk out but did you? No, because I was with someone. So now you can talk about how bad it is, <laughs> and you can say I was because, gonna walk out of because, it. It's why I watched was, most of the Twilight movies. You watched most of the oh, I watched two, the and then last, and then Rift Tracks. The, the last three I yeah. watched with Rift Tracks, but yeah. the first oh, one okay. I saw normally. With huh. what? Who are you? Rift Tracks. It's a uh, mystery science theory mystery guys. science theory. Oh, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like we watched people making fun of the movie. Trust me, when I worked at the movie theater. There was so many Rift Tracks commercials that I was like, okay. Was it really? Well, because, you know. In the you little, worked at the $3. Yeah, theater, you know, on right? the TVs playing by the concession stand. Oh, okay. It was basically like probably 10 minutes of content on an infinite loop. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I got to really memorize that commercial. That it sounds was. like my personal hell. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was, uh, bef- uh, when I joined the military, there's like an area where um, they like keep you in a, a holding 
before they send you off to your like basic training troop and everything is based off of time. Mm -hmm. So if you get there too early, you spend more time in this, this staging area. Like I was there for like a month because I showed up, my recruiter messed it up. I showed up a day late. So the original troop I was supposed to be with, I, I didn't get there enough time to get to basic training with them. So I had to wait for the next, the next cycle. And because I had, I just, I had to wait literally longer than everyone else. So they started putting me on these details. And one of these ones I had to go on was like folding laundry at like 3 a.m. type of thing. And then like there was this radio station that was on, but I felt like it was an actual radio station because it played the same songs every 30 minutes. Oh, and it was just like, I have died and I did not live a good <laughs> yeah. life because now I am burning. That sounds terrible. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it just sounds awful. So the boys, you liking it? Yes, so okay. far it's great. I'm I, apparently I'm almost done with season one, so I'm yeah. gonna go to season two. There's only two seasons, right? Yeah. For some reason, more? in my head, we have three seasons. No, I, I, they just finished up season two. Okay. Okay. And they're gonna continue the show, I'm guessing. Yes. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because yep. I think it's uh, it's boosted Carl Urban's star power a little bit. I mean, I already knew who he was, but I I read some things about Dread that I'll talk about later when we talk about the movie mm-hmm. regarding yeah. Carl Urban. No, I, absolutely. What about you, Andrew? What have you been watching, buddy? Uh, I finished season one of Digimon. <laughs> like the like the original Digimon yeah, from yeah, like yeah. the early There's 52 2000s? episodes. There was only 50. Oh, oh the wow. first season. It was one. the later 90s. Yeah. Was it later 90s? later 90s? It's like 99. And then season two is so 2001. Bad. I said early 2000s. Yeah. How many seasons are there of Digimon? Um... Five or six. Oh, okay. So it's not like Pokemon where there's no. I no. Yeah, Pokemon never stopped. Yeah, Pokemon's still going. There's like twenty three, twenty four seasons of Pokemon. But Ash grew a mustache. Did he? And he changed a hat. He didn't grow a mustache. Has he always had a mustache? He's still like eleven. What? I don't know. No, in the new in the new ones, he has a little. They gave him a little line on his on his lip, so it looks like he has a mustache. (laughs) So he's hitting puberty. Okay, maybe. So he aged N- no six I years. I just I just think because even though there's been 24 seasons of Pokemon, it's only been six months real time. <laughs> That's and I think ridiculous. he just it hasn't feels, shaved. It feels so. like yeah, but he's still 11. <laughs> hey, some people I, get mustaches at 11. I Andrew, like, like I didn't start. Like I grew facial hair early, and I didn't start till I was like 14. Fair enough. <laughs> As you were saying, Digimon? <laughs> did you? Uh, I mean, I did watch 19 seasons of Pokemon. but Oh, my gosh. Talk about hell. That's, that's, that's that so many hours. I put, that I put myself through. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, no, so it definitely fits the nostalgia train because it's not good. <laughs> like, like in what, what, what do you mean? Uh, literally every other line in that show is some sort of pun or joke. So it's excellent. It's just, I'm, I think you would enjoy it just because of that. But literally every line, like they go to the digital world and like the Digimon are talking about pizza and like real world people. And I'm like, how do you know who these people are? (laughs) Because they're in the digital world. But they don't like the internet, right? Kind of. Genie in Aladdin. Yeah, but like uh, everyone is genie. Like it's not just awesome. It's not just one character in the movie. Did you watch the show when you were a kid? 
I did. Okay. And so that's the nostalgia. The Also, the other Big problem is every single time they digivolve, it's the same animation. Yeah. And it's used like five times within an episode. So you're seeing the same thing that you've been watching for the past 52 episodes over and over and over and over and it's over like and over. Power over. Rangers when they uh, yeah say they, they have a limited budget. More, except probably. they do that once that's true. <laughs> in Power Rangers. But the that's funny you bring up Power Rangers because that's what I was thinking of, and maybe I was just uneducated, but I had no idea that Power Rangers, like the fighting scenes and the storylines, were actually just copied off like what they do is that there's a it's original Japanese, right yeah there is original power rangers that they just literally use the action scenes for they right. still do yeah. like all the newer power rangers everything they do is based off of old power ranger shows or ones that they've done in japan i thought, and, I right. thought the stuff nowadays was new no they oh. still use those i didn't like, even know they were y- still doing that I'm that's sure what i'm saying do. yeah they yeah sh- it's called super super Sentai. Sentai. Yeah, yeah, Super Sentai. Yeah, and it so it's. I was devastated when I learned that. I was oh really? Like, yeah, I was like, oh, so basically they write the stories and everything around already previously shot yes. um, fight scenes, and right. they just change it to be more American. And that's, which you can. That's why the villains are their voices are always so weird because that's not the original voices. That's, well, yeah. I just thought because they're in suits, you know, that's why <laughs> yeah. they just dubbed well, over. Repulsa, like that voice is ridiculous, and that's yeah. nothing like what the actual um, actress sounds like. And that's True. why uh, the the movie, you can tell it's entirely different because it it didn't use old footage like they did new footage. And like the suits are different. Are you like, talking about the ooze movie? Yeah, and the, <laughs> uh, and like the suits are like super shiny. Right, it's um, Americanized. It's it's very Americanized because it's not right. using the same. I've seen that movie probably fourteen or fifteen times. You've seen it. I think I saw fourteen. It Dude, that was the greatest movie ever when I was like five years old. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It had the big uh, purple dude who was yeah. the bad guy. You I don't know, remember I, it. to I this ooze, day, I, I don't ooze, think I've man. actually. I don't even think I've seen it. Really? Yeah. Like all the way through, or like like I've seen I've seen clips. Oh, bits and pieces yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. They did film some scenes in the show though where they're they're not in the suits and they're doing martial arts. Yeah, because Jason like, David Frank is actually a yeah. martial artist. Well, there, there's a lot of scenes where they're fighting the putties or whatever, and yeah. they're like because they all have some sort of like athletic or martial arts background. Mm-hmm. But all the other footage, like the monsters, the suit stuff, that's all Super Sentai, basically. I was devastated when I found that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was absolutely. Uh, yeah. Good Digimon. The Digimon. Really, I just binged a lot of Digimon. So you're gonna keep going until you finish. We also watched The Mandalorian. That's a really good show. Yeah, <laughs> so, I didn't oh, know. Yeah, I, I didn't know. We talk I didn't know when we wanted to talk I guess about we these talk things. About good I mean, I watched a ton of stuff. It's freaking quarantine, so I've been watching everything. No, yeah, just what you've been watching True. lately. We'll get into some of the quarantine stuff here in a second. It's just, you know, within the last couple of weeks, what's been the taste of the taste yeah, of the so world. Yeah, we Andrew. finished up Mandalorian Season 2, and it was the best show of Star Wars ever. The this, best show of Star Wars? Best live-action Star Wars. Oh, I, it? Well, I, it's the only live-action Star Wars, isn't it? Show? Well, there's and, movies. No, he's including he's, the movies. He's including the oh, movies. Oh. Like, more than the OT OG. Uh, oh, oh, original I think it was better gotcha. than A New Hope and Return. Okay. Oh Empire's gosh. still high for me. Okay. I'm, I'm 10 feet away from a reason. For a reason. <laughs> I'm kidding. But season two, Return. season two as a whole, wow. No, I, I agree with you. It no, was. Everyone knows oh. the best Star Wars movie is Rogue One. 
Oh, best, you, you, the best you Disney Star Wars movie is Rogue One. <laughs> no, 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 no. The best Star Wars. I, I mean, I, I mean, my personal favorite I mean, Star Wars movie is Rogue One. If it's nicely in a, like a number three or two spot for me. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> you put the OT, all of it. Yeah. Ahead, pers- well, and know. it's like you can't have Rogue One without New Hope or any of the other ones. So that, it's like. That inevitably becomes the problem of when you rank favorite movies and best movies is obviously you can't have... The reason why Rogue One is so good, in my opinion, is because of how connected it is to the original trilogy yeah. and how much it pays homage to the original trilogy and right. it sets up the original trilogy. And I think it it finds its voice in that Star Wars is more than just the Force or more than just yeah. Jedi and that there's just so much more... In, Important things in the universe, and that's what, personally why I I think yeah. Rogue One's my my favorite. So yeah, you are correct. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be what it is without right. But I I think that's a valid thing. It was a, it was a different take, but it still fit within the the larger universe. Yeah, which is tough because that relates to the movie I watched recently, which was Wonder Woman eighty four, where it it has to fit into this realm of. We know what happened prior with the first Wonder Woman movie, uh-huh. and we know what happened after with these Justice League movies uh-huh. and oh, Batman right. versus Superman. Uh-huh. So what happens <laughs> in the middle kind of almost doesn't matter because you know where things are going to be and you know how things were, and that inevitably is what happens in this movie because at the very end, it kind of goes like, none of this mattered in this movie, so thanks for watching. It was all a dream. It yeah. was all a dream. Oh. And it felt like, uh, like a fever dream. So this is, we. I don't want to spoil things. Yeah, yeah. Just we won't. Your spoil general things, Kevin yeah. hasn't seen it yet, and yeah. then obviously people who are listening to it. If they haven't seen yeah. it, we don't want to spoil it. But you are not the biggest fan, Ben. Correct? No. Well, why is that? It it was so blah. So nothing. And I'm so tired of Diana moping about this guy she knew a week. That's not a bad point. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? What are your, uh, what are your feelings on to it? To me, it was a bad script. Uh, subpar acting. The editing was atrocious. And the music was uh, really bad. Hans Zimmer reused he reused music, he music for another movie. He never does that. That was Hans Zimmer doing the yeah. music? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad that it was bad. Like, literally, there was a movie we were talking about before, I think on so, the way yeah. to, like, to my parents' house where we watched it, and I was like, oh, man, like, remember Sunshine? That was a great movie. And then we're watching Wonder Woman. When and she starts learning to fly. Well, don't say too many things. That's a spoiler. Oh, well, she, Wonder Woman flies, people. <laughs> yeah. um, but she starts, like, when she starts well, learning that, that... that doesn't spoil anything because she's flying in Justice League. Is she? I also tried to forget that movie. Yeah. Is so. it flying? Because I was like, thought she was just jumping really high. Yeah, she kind of glides. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and the, mo- the movie covers that. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, and, like, the Sunshine soundtrack starts playing. I'm like, what's going on? Like, did they just reuse... Another movie soundtrack into this movie soundtrack. It was really weird. Like that's just very. Hmm. It just felt like this movie was a rough draft that they just went with. Like there are elements that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, and I wanted to see it more fleshed out. 
and you know the script just given a little bit more love and the pacing and the editing there it just seems rushed and it's like someone made a first draft of the script and they went yeah this will do and we're just going to go with this which is funny because it's two and a half hours. It's two and a half, and half hours. Really, hours. And I, it doesn't need <laughs> yeah. to be two and a half. Exactly. Hours. That was my, that was yeah. my stance. So Andrew texted me. He's like, "Hey, if you watched it, I'm like, yeah, I'm. I try to find time for my wife to watch yeah. it because her and I watched the first one together, and she liked it and she wanted to see it. Mm. But you know, having two kids and trying to find two and a half hours to watch a movie is <laughs> yeah. uh, impossible. Yeah. Um. So I ended up watching it myself and my response was the same as yours kevin was when i went and i was like two and a half hours yeah. <laughs> i'm like what in what world does a wonder woman movie need to be two and a half it hours? didn't need to be and it didn't wow. need to be which actually goes into my feeling on it if you remove the first 20 ish 30 minutes and you remove the last 20 ish 30 minutes i think there is an hour and a half of a pretty decent fun romping superhero movie i would put it as a six instead of five in a in a cheesy style of way which speaks to the tonal shift yes where you and i were talking where this movie reminds me a little bit of how i felt about last jedi and how disjointed and disconnected last Jedi felt within the star wars universe yeah where i think if you watch last jedi without the connections around it which why would you watch just last jedi i don't know that's ryan johnson Um. yeah exactly (laughs) exactly you go oh this isn't a bad movie this has entertaining parts but wonder woman's a little bit different because it's not drawing from you know six other movies and um you know, video games and books and Wonder Woman is, is comic books, but mm-hmm. we've only seen Wonder Woman in two or three movies now. So it, there isn't a much attachment to the character and who these uh, the characters movie. are yeah. in this movie, but tonally it just shifts from this serious, slow-mo, dark Zack Snyder style to bright, upbeat, 80s. It, it varies very, very 80s. Oh, don't worry. They'll in the, make, you, make sure you know it's the And 80s. it's very poorly 80s done. It's it's very cheesy. Yeah. It's it's not like Stranger Things, yeah, where Stranger Things yeah. is like it feels eighties in a good way. This mm-hmm. feels eighties in like a rose colored glasses yeah. movie. Haha, ha, everyone remember the eighties style? Yeah. Like there's a scene where um a character is getting dressed and he constantly is trying on these different clothes and it's just that also went on way too it long. Just, for me. It, it did go on. It was really so long. weird. It was like, okay, so we're going to do like two two outfits, like a normal. No, they do like ten. Yeah, and it's and just it's basically like, bash. We... Hey, remember <laughs> like how bad eighties yeah. outfits? You remember were? in the eighties oh, when you wear yeah. when you wore stupid stuff yeah. like this? Now we're just gonna make fun of you. But there was a moment before, like the last half an hour, where you have uh, the climax and the fighting with. Um, the, the two, predator. the apex predator, and obviously the villain of the movie, where like there was about an hour and a half. I'm like, I'm not having a bad time with this movie. This is enjoyable to a certain extent. I guess watchable. I don't think yes. it's very good. Yeah. And I and I said this to you. This movie is something I can watch with my daughter or watch with my wife, and I think they will enjoy it because it it's something that you can put on in the background. It has flashy action. It has this and that, and it has a strong female character, which again I think pays to um, allows like my daughter and some other mm-hmm. uh, younger female viewers to attach to because she is the draw of the movie. Um, yeah. Or, they try to make her the draw of the movie, but unfortunately, she—I don't think she's the one who steals the 
the show. No, no. Once again, Chris Pine is the... No, Chris Chris Pine and, and Pedro Pascal are yeah. the two most interesting characters in this. And unfortunately, they just absolutely ruined Pedro Pascal with the worst wig. Oh, my gosh. Known to it's man. It's so bad. Oh, no. It's really... And then just it's, some it of the hurts most... to look at with your eyes. And it's just like, it's so weird because... If this movie was a satire, I think I would enjoy it more. Because Pedro Pascal's character is the most, like, villain, villainous type of character until, like, the end. And then, like, it's just so weird. Like, I don't know. It just felt like someone went, oh, what if we did all of these things for these characters, but we didn't really explain why? Uh, Does that character have telekinetic powers in the comic books yes okay yeah so basically his powers in the comic books is is kind of how they do it in the movie not in that exact way he's more of a so when i was watching this movie i don't know if any of you guys seen this do you guys know the Wishmaster series yeah Mm -hmm. there's horror movies that basically based off a djinn a genie where you get your wish but no, whatever you wish for, you get. But there's always a catch. No, it's, it's like the bedazzled. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 monkey. It's like what? Bedazzled? No, no, no. Wishmaster was before bedazzled. Bedazzled's like Wishmaster. You need to get this correct. <laughs> okay. It's very monkey's. It's it's okay. very it's very important that okay. you get okay. this. Okay, okay. Uh, gotta love the Wishmaster. I went with the you know, Brandon Fraser drop. A uh, gin or you know the devil. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. And bedazzled. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's one of those things where obviously this movie uh, deals with that in this style of that um, where you, you're trying to get these good things to happen, but there's always this catch. And the movie is trying to tell you this moral of the story, but it felt weird because the first 30 minutes that it opens on, it felt like it was trying to tell a different moral of like, yeah. you can't you can't take shortcuts and you got to do it the right way and that's how you do it, which I feel like is a different moral of you know, be careful what you wish for and the consequence of more and wanting more. Yeah. And it's just like the movie just doesn't stick with itself, which I want to stay consistent of like, that's my biggest gripe with Less Jedi. And that is my biggest gripe with this movie. But because it doesn't just complete, I don't feel like when you watch Wonder Woman 84, you go, well, why the hell did I watch the first one? Or why the hell am I watching Batman versus Superman? Yeah, I, I go, why the hell did I watch this movie? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Where, as opposed to The Last Jedi, like, goes out of its way to be yeah. like, hey, you liked all the movies you watched before yeah. this? Well, too bad, too because bad. they all suck, and yeah. Luke Skywalker sucks, and you should never love yeah. Luke Skywalker, and no one's important. Yeah. Welcome to The Last just, Jedi Bash yeah. podcast. Like, it just felt like, um, once again, all those moments were there, and I was fine with that, uh, and I was excited for that. And I was ex- I was even excited for the more like lighthearted, campy kind of stuff, but it felt like it was the entire movie. Like the entire instead, movie is campy. Yes. Like instead of just like small things, and then like the weird, um, like CG effects weren't good. No, CG was really bad. Really bad. The fight scenes were lame. Like it just, it was just weird coming from the first one where I. Even I, I didn't thoroughly enjoy the first one. Like, I enjoyed the first two-thirds, and then the last third I don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, like, I have it lower on the scale than a lot of people, and this was even lower, like, than that for me. And it was just, like, because I was coming at it from not just, like, a tonal shift, but just, like, 
I like from a technical perspective of of just like yeah the CG was bad the editing was not good and the like music sound design was not good and it just I didn't feel comfortable when the movie ended like I was like yeah I just watched this I had some fun moments but I didn't feel like I needed to watch this movie no I don't I don't think you need I, to watch I don't movie. even think it needed to exist <laughs> Like that's how I feel about it. Can I can it's, I ask the most important question? Yeah, yeah, of course. How much slow motion was there? There's a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> incorrect. There is not. They go out yeah. of their way to so before in the first one, they I actually felt that they did this in this movie is they went out of their way to show moves like her sliding and doing different things. And I see that once. You see that in one scene. You see it in the mall, and you see it in the White House. You see it in a couple of different things. I felt like the White House, they slow mowed a lot. No, they didn't. They just did cables. I the, hate, oh, that so might be you're it. Mixing, she looks slow. Yes, you're like, mixing that up. Might be you're it. Mixing, so the okay. choreography is clunky, and it looks cable, but they don't yeah. slow mow. I think they went out of their way not to slow mow okay, a good. whole bunch in this. Yeah, they do, so they, do, there is they parts unintentionally they made it slow mo. Like, like, she is a person that moves at like super speed, and right. she is like super slow. And maybe that's why I thought it was well, slow mo. I mean, but it's it's, it's like, the same thing they do with like the Flash. The Flash they make Flash seem moving really fast, and he's moving by everyone really fast, but he's still moving slowish. And that's kind of what they do with her, where she looks like she's literally has soap on the bottom of her shoes, and she's just sliding on the ground. It looks bad. It doesn't. Oh, okay. It does. It doesn't it look, look great. Which again, I think goes into the '80s style camp. It is very, very, very '80s campy. It, and that's why I think it does pick a voice and it sticks that voice pretty well. It's just different than everything else that has been surrounded with this this character. I also think it's a bad voice, but no, which is yeah, fine. Yeah, it is consistent with how bad, bad, it, bad is. it is. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I will agree on that. I will agree yeah. on that. I also think that if it, they it if they give like a different a, wig another, to Pedro Pascal, then we're g- in a different position we, right uh, now. So give it sure. give it point five points on that. Yeah. They should have just had him wear a helmet. <laughs> the uh, whole show. <laughs> uh, I would say the a, a good feeling with this is it feels like a direct to DVD sequel. Ugh. That is that is a. I will not disagree with yeah, it. Yeah, that is how it feels. Like right. a Disney direct-to-DVD sequel. Also, the way that Chris Pine comes back... That is infuriating. Yes, I'm just like, why? Is Which also they spoil. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they also spoil with the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, just almost immediately. And I get it. Like, I just think it's unfortunate that you couldn't sold this movie on just what you saw. Like, you could have shown Pedro Pascal. You could have shown Christian Wiig as... Cheetah and like, uh, and you can see uh, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot, right? Gal Gadot, Gadot as Wonder Woman. That's enough to sell the movie. You don't have to show Chris Pine. Yeah, it would and have been it would have been a surprise. It would have been a surprise, yeah. and it would have been fun to. It would have been different, but because the last, you know, of the four trailers that were released, three are like, "Hey, Chris Pine's back. Come watch this movie." And it's just like, "Oh, that that was a you got to watch how he comes back." And I went, no, I didn't. Well, it's the opposite <laughs> of like when when Justice League came out and they like didn't have Superman in the trailer. Yeah, I'm like, like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, Everyone yeah. knows Superman. <laughs> we're we're going to have Justice League without Superman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah. So, we, I mean, I think that's kind of funny of like the things we've been watching. There's been some good and some bad, but I, I do want to ask the, the question of the week this week is over quarantine. We've been gone for a little bit now. Everyone else is obviously at home. What is one of 
or some of the best things you've watched or rewatched since quarantine this last year? It's the change of the year. We're in 2021. Thank goodness we've moved past 2020. It's weird. We skipped a whole year. We went 2019, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. We all just lost a year. This but is 2022. Yeah, yeah. this is 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're now like, it's like dog years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's 2022. Oh. 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 It's the, 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 the redux. Oh, no. Yikes. 2020 oh. firmware update. Revengeance. <laughs> Revengeance. <laughs> it's just... It's just abs- those are some of my favorite memes <laughs> of like showing like eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds on yeah. you know December thirty yeah. first and then it changes over and it's December thirty second. <laughs> yeah, or, I or saw t- it was thirteen one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Twenty twenty. Like, just that's and, funny. And you're just like, oh no. No. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll go in inverse order. We'll reverse it back. Andrew, what is some, the one of the best things? So there's this or, that you wonderful watched. Wonderful. Uh, super indie Avengers movie on Netflix called We Can Be Heroes. <laughs> that was pretty good. Just for one day. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's uh, the sequel to uh, <laughs> um, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I actually heard, I actually heard it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, I've heard that it's... Uh, it's like the what you're saying about Wonder Woman, but like they go into it so much... That you you're a part of it. It's just super cheesy, and it was also made in like a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, go back and watch the original Spy Kids. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not good. And they're not, uh, good. they're not great. No. But but they have they hold a nostalgic place in your heart. So I heard this movie does a, a really good yeah. job of trying. I didn't to find actually that watch style. it. I just wanted to bring it up because what? it's what? What? <laughs> why are you doing this? To, what did you actually? What was the your favorite thing you watched this last year? Uh, it's probably Mandalorian. Okay. Uh, yeah, or because I watched The Boys as well, and both seasons, and that was oh, okay. that was a like a really good time. It's really hard trying to piece everything together it, it for twenty twenty and trying to remember exactly what I watched because I watched. The year feels yeah. The year yeah. feels long. It's tough um, to piece. When was when was twenty twenty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When was I would say for movie wise, like my favorite watch, uh, movie was, or TV. So yeah, um, my favorite watch probably was a movie called uh, Blind Spot or Blind Spotting, which is <laughs> a uh, it's a indie like super serious movie about a guy who witnesses a police shooting. And then is just trying to live his daily life, like w- like knowing that that happened, and then um, life in uh, uh, not San Francisco, down there, down there in, in California, North North Cal. Okay, North right. Cal, yeah. Sacramento, yeah, area. Um, and so just like life living down there, and him growing up and seeing the area becoming like. Uh, uh, what's the word when like it starts becoming corporate looking like people are calling Portland this gentrified. Yeah. Gentrified oh, okay. when, when that area starts becoming gentrified and um, I think it's Oakland. There are no oh, okay. Yeah. That make, okay. That yeah. makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, and yeah, and that area just, it's him growing up and then his best friend uh, who also um, grew up in that area who is, so there's a there's a black character and a white character and the the white character is very hood kind of feeling and the black character is not and so it's that dichotomy of what we're used to seeing the stereotypes 
um, and this guy who people think he's trying to act because because he's white and he wants to be like like these he other wants people. To be black, yes. Um, and that's not the case. He just grew up in the area that, so that's just who he is. He's a product of his yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah And so it's it's really, I highly recommend it. Um, it's really good, and it just uh, it helps just shed, shed some light on like different characters, and it does a, a really good job at um, portraying things in a correct and respectful manner. Which yeah. is funny you bring that up because there is an actual problem of uh, gentrification in Oakland right now yes. yeah. of just the boom of the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and the tech companies and basically it's it was in San Francisco and then they yeah. started bumping out everyone out of San Francisco which mm-hmm. bled into Oakland and then now mm-hmm. it's bleeding out of Oakland and people are just getting pushed further and further out Yeah, where like you're no longer and it's happening here locally right where it's like people talk about Longview or whatever and you start getting a little bit more north and you're like, oof, I, I don't know about that. But now things are getting even pushed even yeah. further mm-hmm. out. Like Vancouver is the new Portland and Portland's the new Seattle and it's like, it's just going to keep pushing these things. And yeah, um, so it, it's, you know, very top uh, topical in that yeah. way. What about you, Kevin? What's, what, what's something, and it doesn't have to be brand new. It's just like, what's something you watched during this this pandemic this year that just was like, man, I'm really happy I watched this in 2020? Well, I, I mean, Mandalorian's the obvious one <laughs> because <laughs> it was, uh, I think, everything I needed after the sequel trilogy. Because I think after Rise of Skywalker came out, um, I kind of turned off my Star Wars part of my brain. Mm-hmm. I was just not interested in anything um i even i bought the first thrawn trilogy book i think after rise of skywalker came out and i didn't even read it because i was just so fed up with how i guess things have gone but the mandalorian i think especially the final episode Mm -hmm. um when i watched it i remember going home and i was just like i'm not thinking about the last jedi anymore (laughs) i'm like i'm actually (laughs) like at peace now yeah, it it I completely agree with you. It just it revitalized that Star Wars love that Star Wars love inside of you. It made you feel like a kid again. It made you go. Yeah. It made you buy back in because up to that point where it, with the the new movies of seven, eight, nine, where I just I kept having the talk with myself like almost like a recovering addict. After Episode Seven, I was like, all right, I get it. I wasn't the biggest fan. There were some nice parts. It was trying to be nostalgia, but I'm had to excited. have a phone call with Andrew. Yeah, I have to have, I have to talk to Andrew. Um, talk me down from the ledge. Andrew, I'm gonna jump. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was like it was like I remember. I was devastated. Like, I was he was devastated. devastated. And like I like I Wait, was on after the phone. which one episode, episode seven. seven oh after seven I yeah. was I was devastated because, because like, Kylo the, Ren was a punk ass bitch uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but epi- episode seven where I thought there was a lot of general really good feeling with episode seven everyone's like oh my god thank goodness Star Wars is back there's all this stuff and then I I remember watching it with a couple of friends in Georgia because that's where I was at the time and people were cheering and people were clapping and, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, man, I'm not feeling it. And when I got out of it, I felt, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. I was just like, was that, am I supposed to feel this way? This is not how I feel about star Wars. And I, I'm a defender of the prequels. I know yeah. they're not good, but mm-hmm. I will watch the prequels. I'm a, I'm a stand of the prequels, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I really enjoy those movies and I'll watch them over and over right. again. Um, they're fun to quote. They're like, but at least they have the same voice and yeah, they are right. consistent and it, 
when I walked out of episode seven, I was just like, that didn't really feel like a Star Wars movie. It felt like a, almost like an elongated trailer for new Star Wars of like, like catching you up. It's like, right. Hey, now like, we're just going to pump in episode five, you know, episode four, five, six into one movie with new characters. But right. now these next two movies are going to tell a new story. And I had to watch it a second time just to see how it went. And I went and watched it by myself. Mm-hmm. And it just confirmed like the entire time I was like, I just, I was devastated. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, like getting a phone call of like a loved one passed away. Right. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, man, because I, it just Star Wars has meant so much to me. And then I watched this and I'm like, oh, this is not good. This isn't the greatest. And then it just, I, you know, the recovering addict thing of like, all right, but episode eight, we're good. <laughs> oh boy. Episode eight is going to be good. And yeah. then you go see episode eight and you're just like, oh no. And then like, you know, JJ Abrams comes back for episode nine. I'm like, okay, maybe they'll save it. Maybe they save it. And there was even like a, when I got out of episode nine the first time, I was like, no, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. <laughs> I got, you know, and maybe it like was my home syndrome. It was, yeah, it was maybe my wedge and Tilly's cover yeah. eyes oh, where I, I, I was just like, I saw wedge and that yeah. was enough yes. for me. My I'm glad you were happy with that because yeah. when I saw it, I, Andrew and I were like, ah! Yeah. Uh, for, Wedge is my for favorite Star Wars For about three characters. seconds and yeah. then we realized like, oh, yeah. the rest of it's kind yeah. of... Yeah, but it just, I lost so much hope just beaten down again and again right. and again and then the Mandalorian comes out and I'm just like, this is, it just feels so good mm-hmm. to watch the style of Star Wars again where it feels, yes. it feels real, it, it finds its tone um, it makes you feel in the universe because that's the most important, my argument, the most important part of Star Wars is it's universe because I could watch Star Wars for the rest of my life and never see another lightsaber and I would be okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and Mandalorian just, um, I think it brought Star Wars back to what it, it brought the heart back to Star Wars because, uh, Lucas always said that Star Wars has been about family and about hope. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, now granted, it's kind of like adopted family, I guess, for Grogu. Oh, yeah. Um, but it brought back kind of that same spirit that I, to be honest with the sequels, I don't even know what they were really going for because they ended up doing the, um, you know, the Ray Palpatine thing, mm-hmm. which they're like, hey, guess what? Uh, yeah, she's a Palpatine. Yeah. And they, they didn't know because I... They had an interview with Daisy Ridley, and while they were filming or getting ready to film, they were still trying to figure out what I, her lineage was. I think Abrams knew. He set up a few things in episode seven. What he did was not tell anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, he just didn't. Or no, no, I think he did. And then Ryan Johnson was like, I don't want to do that. I think he left it open because I think Abrams, like you said, I think Abrams went like, I'm going to set it up and it could go a bunch of different ways because that's what was so great after episode seven of the theories. Yeah. Is Rhea Kenobi? Is Rhea clone? Is Rhea mm-hmm. Palpatine? Like there was just like, Ray could be all these different things. I don't think anybody said is Rhea Palpatine. <laughs> I some I some did. people yes. did because when, right. when I, she, I barely like, when I found that out, I was well, like, as far like, as like, could Ray go to the dark side? Yeah. And you know what that, I'm saying? I, like, I know that. Yeah. There was a lot of theories around Ray as a character and then Finn as a character and like, and that was what, you know, even though episode seven wasn't my favorite to watch, it did have like a, oh, where are they going to go with this? And I think that was the intended goal of what J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams did, which made Last Jedi hurt so bad because Ryan Johnson's like, oh, you, all the stuff you love and you think you're going to love about this, I'm just going to go, it doesn't matter. 
you you right. all your theories nope doesn't matter who's snoke doesn't matter who's race lineage doesn't matter like it doesn't matter what any of those things that you feel about like here's the story i want to tell right yeah and the annoying thing is it just made because when episode 7 came out people were um i am forgetting so many like Words. It's new. It's we're it's, we're we're, we're cracking. Uh, yeah, it's it's like Jurassic so Park. Many, it's the yeah. scene in Jurassic Park where the the dinosaurs breaking out. Is it Mary Sue? Is it Mary Sue character? Mary Sue. Yeah, BD Wong. Is that is that correct? That's term. a term. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone calling um, Ray a Mary Sue of like she literally is introduced and knows everything, right? With with no explanation. And so that's why I was excited for them to explore that. Even if her lineage was like some crazy Jedi from the old Republic. Right. Like, it's just like, you know, yes, the main core fans may not know who she is. She's not a Skywalker, but she has this lineage. And so that's like, we've seen that lineage be powerful. So that's why it makes sense for her. And so that's why when Last Jedi came out, and it's just like, oh, no, you're a nobody. It's just like, okay, so now she is a Mary Sue. Mm-hmm. Like, she is just this right. all-powerful character. Because even Anakin, like, his the Skywalker lineage is described to be powerful because it's hinted at that they're made from like, the Force. From the right. Force. And so it's just like, that's why the Skywalker lineage is powerful. And so it's just annoying that he he tried to be, like, progressive and different. And it's like, you just fell into the trap of this stereotype and your major character is even worse because of this. Right. And it was just like, <sighs> well, and then going and, into episode nine after eight came out, I was like, this trilogy is doomed. Yeah. Because at the end of eight, I came out of the movie and I was like, there's no villain. Yeah. Kylo Ren saying that Kylo Ren is the villain for the entire trilogy after eight is like laughable. Yeah. Because he goes, Oh, I don't want to be a part of anything. Right. And Ray already beat him. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, okay, I have no worry that, you know, she's just going to get stronger and then beat him again. Yeah. And then, you know, you killed off Snoke. So there's really no purpose in that. And of course you learn he's like getting pickled in in jars by Palpatine. Yeah. And then like Palpatine is announced in a, in a video game. Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even Star Wars. That was just great. Just, oh my gosh. But coming back <laughs> coming back to Mandalorian yes. of uh where you talk about Finn who's this uh uh ex stormtrooper who's now trying yeah. to be a good guy, it's not exactly the same, but Bill Burr's character yes. in mm-hmm. the uh, the second season of like here's this really awesome ex stormtrooper and how he feels and it gave depth to right. like the people behind the helmet mm-hmm. it was actually like finn's arc but done in like one episode exactly yeah. which... and that's something like even uh Jin, the main uh the mandalorian is just like he's a nobody like his right. his his family is a nobody and so like even that aspect of what they were trying to do with ray uh, right. just like but they do it better because they focus on developing his character and even though he is a nobody they they give you pieces from his past that makes who he is now and we just got none of that with ray right and that's and that's maybe it's because they're able to do it in tv he's form a nobody, but he's a mandalorian he's a, man- yeah, he's a mandalorian yeah but that's the thing with ray is like ray ha- is force sensitive mm-hmm. but she's 
a nobody and it's like okay well then let's show us why she's able to do these things no we're not going to do that she can just do them well then on top of that it's like like she <laughs> she gets anakin's lightsaber and then it renames it to ray's lightsaber she gets yeah. luke's x-wing and suddenly it's her x-wing and then at the end she takes the skywalker <laughs> so nothing in the trilogy is actually hers it's all basically given to her yeah. from a previous yeah so they don't even chart out her own thing her own yeah path section she yeah. just takes all of the other stuff answers yeah last but. jedi is the 2020 of movies <laughs> 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 but keeping with it uh it's ben so what was what was one of your favorite things you watched over the the quarantine the 2020 the year in review so there was a fantastic uh movie called underwater that i raved about yes ah, yes oh that movie times. did come out because I freaking love that movie. Uh, I won't spoil anything for the reason I love that movie, but it is it is top tier like for me. Fish. You're just a fan. Yeah, underwater you, stuff. Yeah, you have to you have to watch this movie. This movie is really really good. I, oh, did you finally watch it? I, yes, okay. I relate it to uh, Book of Eli and some of these other movies where the less you know about it, almost the better. And that, um, you, know, you know, people go like, oh, I don't like horror movies. And it's like, that's okay. You can watch this movie. Like, I like it, it's scary, but it's, again, it, it's one of those, it's like the same thing when you see like a horror movie in space. Like one of the horrors is the fact that it's in space. And mm-hmm. one of the horrors of this movie is that it's underwater. underwater. So, and it's, and then the end, man, yeah. the, the end, end blew, is, blew me away. This whole time, I I was thinking of the shape of water. Oh, and I was like, that, oh. there's no way that movie came out last year. <laughs> Underwater, yes, I also watched it last. Oh, year. Oh, you did watch, it. yeah, did. with okay. Kristen Stewart. I I I agree, it was a good movie. But go on. Uh, yeah, uh, oh, the d- <laughs> director was heavily influenced by video games. Like one of my favorite games, Soma, heavily influenced, and then one of my favorite writers, heavily influenced. But I won't say anything. Yeah, because that. if you talk about the writer, yeah. talk it gives away. Oh, I, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, so you definitely you definitely need to watch that movie, even if you don't like Kristen Stewart. Which I like. Kristen Stewart has done yeah. a, a, a a kickflip 360 on in my heart. In that she like you she watch Twilight good. and you're just like meh. I'm okay, but she's done are the last couple of things. Kristen Stewart, yeah, no, Charlie, I watched, Charlie's I watched, Angels. I watched Twilight. And I'm like, wow, that's a bad actor. Mm-hmm. I agree. This, right. Like, like this movie. I no, we don't, about, we don't talk about. We don't talk about Charlie's Angels. We yeah. don't talk about Charlie's. Yeah, Angels. yeah. <laughs> came out around the same time. Yeah, yeah. we don't talk. We don't talk uh, about Charlie's <laughs> also, there was a movie released, uh, made in quarantine, uh, on Shutter, the streaming horror service, called Host, and it was actually pretty decent. It was one of those. Um, not found footage, but uh, webcam, like oh, a Zoom session. There's actually been a couple of decent movies shot in that way. There's been a lot of bad ones oh, shot yeah, in that way. There's a lot of bad ones. Don't a watch lot of bad horror ones, but this one is actually really good where uh, it's a seance that goes wrong. There's hmm. there's one that was shot that wasn't bad that was done with, um, why Gosh, am I forgetting his name? Penn. He worked. Uh, Sean Penn? No, he's from Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Searching. Yeah, Searching. There we yeah, go. that was really good. But D- also... Uh, Do you know who I'm talking about? The other... It's not Kumal. It's... It's uh, Sulu from the new Star oh, yeah, Trek yeah, yeah, yeah. series. Yes. He, he's John Chow? John Chow. There you go. 
John Cho. John, John Cho. Cho. There we go. We get it. <laughs> Thank you. We got there. Thank you, Kevin. We got there. No, I got you covered. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we got there. <laughs> Everyone always said they're like, "Oh, you, you're like John Cho." I'm like, "Is that because it's like literally the only Asian guy?" <laughs> yeah, the only Asian person I'm you like, know. <laughs> that so. Oh, I, I have a. I actually have a question for you, Kevin, about that. Okay. <laughs> Where, about Asian people. Okay. No, so I I, I do want to finish on um, underwater uh, or shutter host. Host. Uh, host. host. So on Shutter, Shutter, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Shutter is the. It, it was it was impressive and it was pretty short, which is good for horror movies. Keep it short, keep it mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. and just how they used the Zoom meeting in quarantine, like as a um, as a tool for the horror. Hmm. It was really impressive. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. So no, my question for you, Kevin, is because you you watched, you've seen the boys, mm-hmm. so you know. Um, the Asian girl character. No, she's introduced in later. So she's in season one. Yeah. Is she? Yeah. The woman. I'm trying to think who. Or is you? She... You would know who she is. Oh, because she's is she on the seven? No, no. I oh, think maybe she, she is. I, season I think yeah. it's I season think, two. It's season the two. only female. Oh, there's, right. there's Queen yeah. Maeve. There's Starlight. Yeah, no, 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 no. yeah I'm, I'm mixing two, up. Oh, okay, I, don't, yeah. I think it doesn't spoil anything. Basically, it's in the comic books. There is an Asian character in the show who doesn't talk. And oh. um, I saw this after season two. Came, it is season two. When season two came out, because you're Asian, Kevin. I yes. don't. You know, yes. like yeah. I, people. This is not a visual thing. People <laughs> listen to the podcast. They don't we'll get, know. We'll get a visual. Yeah, yeah. One of the things I saw, one of the critiques that people were complaining about uh, The Boys Season 2 is that every powerful or every new Asian character that comes out in some of these TV shows mm-hmm. doesn't talk. They're always the silent ninja type or the, the silent knock-talking type. And I just, I was when I saw that, I was like, hmm. in, this, in Season 2 of The Boys, that's a part of her character. That's from the that's comic the comics, book. Yeah, like, right. that's how the character was written. I just don't know if that you know, as someone who is Asian, is that something you see in the films of like, do you see that a lot of times that representation, like, like, do they get represented in a good way? Are they always the, no, they always carry a katana and they always know Kung Fu and they don't actually have any. (laughs) It's also hard because anytime I watch these movies with Kevin, he goes, Oh look, it's me. So it's, (laughs) yeah, I I don't help things. (laughs) Like, like Kevin buys into the stereotype. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. No, it's a good question. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think back because, the the Asian characters that come to mind, I'm thinking of like uh, I, I forgot his name from Doctor Strange. No, uh, um, Benedict Wong. Yeah, yeah. But isn't his name like Wong in the movie? It's, yeah. Yes, yeah. so confusing. <laughs> like he talks, and then I'm thinking of unfortunately um, Rose from the Last Jedi, hmm. who I actually kind of wish didn't talk or, or just wasn't in the movie <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I Kelly Marie Tran's great, but yeah. her that character was terrible. Yeah, but, agreed. But um, I don't know. I I don't get that impression so much. I, I haven't probably watched as many things as maybe you guys have, but I haven't had that reaction of like, oh, okay, they're making this person like a samurai with like, you know, soft-spoken stuff. I think there's probably a little more, people are generally a little more aware when that's happening. I'll have to watch the boys because I'm I'm kind of curious about that character. She's she's like my she's, favorite character. She's in the show. Oh, okay. So, yeah. She is really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just something that people brought up like, again. Like, I think that's inevitably what happens with a lot of these movies where Andrew and I were, you and I were talking about, and we'll, we'll get into that with dread of just 
how that movie calls back to the simpler times of 80s and 90s movies, mm-hmm. where I think something that I think you're hitting on, Kevin, is that a lot of times with movies now, people just want to find a reason to hate it a lot. Mm-hmm. Or if everyone hates it, they want to find a reason to love it. The Last Jedi, everyone like, oh, I want to go out of my way to be like, well, this is why it's a really good movie. Or The Boys, like generally it is very mm-hmm. well received. People are like, you need to watch The Boys. This is right. a really good show. It's it's a different take on stuff. And people just want to go like, what can I find in this show to be like, no, this is offensive. No, this isn't that. Black right. Noir also doesn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know what he is. Well, I, well, I mean, yeah. I do. Oh. I love when uh, when Starlight yeah. introduces herself. She's like, "I'm I'm Starlight," and he just kind of looks at her and then walks yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, the you do yourself a favor when you finish season one, watch the first episode of season two as quickly as possible because it's the best black noir scene. Wait a minute. Remember. Okay, I just realized something. I think. The character you're talking about is in season one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The they the one that the French one. guy kind of like. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. How did you not remember her? I'm just thinking of Homeland. There to Homeland. <laughs> 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 that's, all, that's all I'm thinking about is that. <laughs> to be totally honest, that that show that one of the things it does really well is there's multiple storylines going yeah, on, yeah. and they're all like the Queen Maeve storyline's really good, the Starlight storyline's really good, um, the Carl Urban storyline's really good. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just. I think because it's fresh. Maybe. Okay. But, um, because it's, it's like halfway through the season. You know, I don't, that character, they, they, I don't have a problem with the fact that she doesn't talk because they give, they kind of give a reason for why she doesn't talk. Exactly. And mm-hmm. she's not, the way they set her up is not like, oh, haha, look at this like stereotypical Asian character. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this, this is a very interesting character that you want to learn more about. I mean, about. I guess we could have her just speaking Japanese the entire time. Yeah. And she's like, so well, now she, she's the stereotypical uh, she's, Asian that doesn't isn't speak. Isn't she Korean or Vietnamese? I thought she's... Because, like, he because does, her, her and her brother are brought up in... Yeah, uh, he hasn't seen anything. He hasn't yet. seen anything. That's why I haven't... No, no, I, I know the stuff about the brother. Yes. But I... Uh, I think it's, it's kind of alluded to that there may be, like, Vietnamese oh, okay. from the yeah. Philippines or something. Yeah. Because okay. it's like a jungle place. Yes, that they're exactly. From. See? Yeah, thank you. Kevin's was, on my side. I was thinking South Pacific. <laughs> I don't know that they've they've specifically said where. I don't I don't think they do. Yeah. I, I think you're just assuming from how things are set up. So Yeah. I just thought the language they were speaking was Japanese. but I mean, you would probably know more than oh, anyone else here. because there is like a... Yeah, I, <laughs> to be honest, I didn't even pay attention. I was just like, I oh, know. there's, there's subtitles. <laughs> No, I think if, if people are complaining about that, and again, I haven't seen season two. I mean, number one, the her arc hasn't played out for me. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So season, if, if she's just like that the whole show, season. then maybe I'd be like, okay. But it gets played out more in season two. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you, Kevin? I know. <laughs> I also watched two HBO shows, um, Raised by Wolves, and... Oh, I need to watch that. Um, so really, really good sci-fi up until the last episode. Yes. <laughs> Kevin oh, have you watched it as well? I, I got HBO Max, uh, The Trial, just to watch that show. And I was... For those who don't know, what is what is yeah, Raised go. by Wolves? Uh, I, but, I mean, it's, it's uh, by Ridley Scott, Ridley right? Ridley Scott, super uh, sci-fi uh, future where atheists and religious people are warring over the earth and... Um, the atheist group send out two robots to raise human children in a clean environment. Right. 
and so things happen. Basic, yeah, things mm-hmm. happen, and yeah, it was incredibly good until the last episode. Until the last yes. episode, and it just falls apart. I wow. I also could have done with a couple less scenes of them farming, but <laughs> oh, that's yeah. just my. <laughs> there's a lot of farming in oh, this yeah. show, like a lot of potatoes and whatever else they're growing on that planet. But I agree, the last episode, I was very confused. Yeah, and not in a good way. I was like, I don't know that I want to see more. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but really good up until then. So watch up until the last episode, and then it's just done. Yeah, I also watched um, (laughs) Lovecraft Country, and that Uh, was okay. Yeah, I heard it's a really good idea. Yeah, but it doesn't always necessarily hit on everything. No, some Mm. of the episodes are just too weird, and I was just never. Every time I came in, it was like I don't. Like what I'm watching, so I'm just gonna go. It was, yeah, <laughs> I never really got invested in the storyline, and hmm. I was much more excited because uh, one came out on Sunday and then one came out on Monday. I was much more excited to see what happens in Raised by Wolves than I was in Lovecraft Craft hmm. Country. That makes sense. So for me, mm-hmm. 2020 has been almost like a what uh, have you been watching recently, too? We didn't even go over that. What have I been watching recently? Yeah. No. Sorry. sorry I, no, I brought up Wonder Woman 84. Oh, that's right. Wonder Woman 84 was the most... <laughs> Andrew already forgot about that. <laughs> I, think. Like, we, yeah. I forgot about that conversation no, this already. Is, this is great. <laughs> I, I think that's important to know that people, yeah. like, if this is your first time listening or they're coming back to it, of like, this, this, this show is really just about a bunch of friends gathering around yeah. talking about something they really care about. Yeah. The I mean, you can even make a drinking game out of it. You, you'll probably die, but over under how many times we talk about Last Jedi... <laughs> you, it's it, like, in, in the it was coming like, episodes, it was like Batman vs Superman, an origins adaptation. Yeah, so. like you, you mentioned, we <laughs> like, mentioned Last Jedi of just like yeah. it's no Last Jedi, yeah. and then people are like, like, please, <laughs> please. Yeah. Andrew, still, Andrew still has PTSD from when I was basically like in a coma for a week after Last Jedi. <laughs> it wasn't just you; it was That's everyone. True. Yeah, but, just, but yeah. What did you? What's what's your favorite thing of twenty? So uh, I watched a couple of like. It just I rewatched Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Gravity so Falls, and it just confirmed that those two shows are probably my top three favorite shows of all time. What's your third? I will get to that in a second. <laughs> okay. I will get that in a second. Um, where they're just so funny, and uh, I love Always Sunny in Philadelphia does such a great job of we were. I mean, just even talking to Kevin about the question: Are people trying to be PC or? Mm-hmm. Um, or anything like that. Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, I feel, the one show that has been able to break through all of that oh and my go, gosh. We, yes. can, we can go over the top, we can do all this stuff, and because we know we're bad people, we know we're bad stuff, and we're, we're going to crank it all up to 11, and it's really funny because everyone knows that we're trying to do this, but every once in a while we'll sprinkle in different storylines of like Mac being gay or like these different things that are just like, they can cover a lot of stuff and they're trying to tell a story, but through comedy, mm-hmm. like uh, the gang turns black mm-hmm. episode, which is just so funny. So hilarious. Or even the very, the very first mm-hmm. episode deals with the homosexuality and racism. Mm-hmm. And, but again, it's done through an eye of comedy and it's just she so sister? well. Yeah. She's just so earlier when I said, <laughs> so all you people are related, it turns out yeah. you all are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so bad. Like, he was like, Oh, oh no, no. Mac, what are you doing? <laughs> um, also that the, the show has a, a special place because, uh, a friend of mine who uh, passed away well, together in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. him and I were known as Charlie and Mac. 
I was the Mac to his Charlie. So when I watch the show, I have the emotional attachment there. And then Gravity Falls is just, it's unfortunate it's only two seasons. If I could literally bring one show back, it would be Gravity Falls of just like, I need that show back in my life. It's so excellent. Have you seen Gravity Falls, I've never, tell me about it because I I haven't heard of it. So basically the story is that these, this twin brother and sister go to visit their, um, Grunkle Stan, who runs a weird like souvenir shop, um, and it mm-hmm. takes place in the Pacific Northwest in oh. Oregon in a weird place called Gravity Falls, where weird stuff happens. And originally, the show starts off as almost like a monster of the week, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, the oh, Dipper, uh, the boy twin, finds a book, and then like mystical things start happening. Like they fight a bunch of gnomes, and then like it has this fun style there. But then the show develops characters, and it develops storylines, and it just builds on it over and over again until this culmination at the end of season two, which is just so heart wrenching and heartwarming, and it gives you that that summer camp feel where we've all been at a summer camp or whatever, or been away for a weekend at a summer uh, that, at a slumber party where you forget your entire life, and that um, w- like in the matter of only a couple of days, you build these deep long friendships that you almost remember for the rest of your mm, life, and yeah. then when you leave them, you may never ever see that person again, sure. and you always think fondly about it, and that's like the show encapsulated. In itself of just like here's this story that takes place over one summer and then when it ends you're just left with that hole in your heart where you're just oh. like i don't know what to do with myself yeah because i all i want to do is just go back to summer camp yeah, or go yeah. back to it's really good it's very funny very well uh the art is excellent in it mm-hmm. um the characters are very excellent in it also it does a really good job of um bringing in um i'm always a big fan of uh the writer's writer show where like comedy bang bang is a comedy writer's writer show where it's like you we're not i mean yes we'll bring on you know uh, zach galifianakis and some of these other people but we're not bringing on will ferrell or we're not bringing on jim carrey not bringing on all these known comedians we're bringing on the people that you see that are extras that write for the show they've oh, been okay. on snl yeah. they've been on all this stuff and uh that's kind of what this show does where every once in a while it'll bring in like these, you know, characters who come on who are voice actors that are on all everything. You're like, oh, what voice is that? I know who it is. And you go to IMDb, like, oh my goodness, this person's the voice of this episode. Yeah. Like every week they have like someone on, you mm-hmm. just go, you have to like every episode you check the IMDb to be like, oh, who's on this episode? <laughs> that's cool. Type of thing. So that that's really good. The other one that is probably in my <laughs> top three, and I think Andrew knows what I'm going to say. Uh, do I? Yeah, uh, you should because I texted you about it <laughs> when I started watching it. I said, Andrew, you have to watch oh this. Oh my gosh, that can- okay. Twenty twenty has been a year. Yeah, sorry. Yes, <laughs> one of my new favorite shows of all time, far and away, is My Hero Academia. It's so good. It's an anime. It's an anime that basically is about superhero high school, where uh, people in the world have powers that are called quirks. And that um, it now becomes a common thing where when you have your quirk, they have different high schools that you go to. There's more prestigious high schools than others, and you have to, like, test to get in. And then when you go, they try to hone you to be this uh, hero. And then your heroes are, like, they run corporations that, you know, work with the police and, you know, bad things happen. And they do all this stuff. Mm. And basically it follows this uh, this boy, Midoriya, who uh, also named Deku, um, who doesn't have a quirk 
and things happen. But he wants to be a hero. But he, but he, oh. at the in his soul, he wants to be a hero. And the show handles the, the reason why the show is so excellent is that unless you're like really, really into the show, you watch it multiple times, you know each character by like five different names. Yes. You know them by their quirk <laughs> name, you know them by their superhero name, you know them by their real name, but then also they go by their first and last name. Hmm. And you're just like, so like, you know, like all these, or you know them off of who their father or mother is or who their brother is. Yeah, and, and then just, you just come up with like, you come up with a name for them because it's like, that's an easier way to <laughs> yeah exactly well. you right. know who i'm talking yeah. about type of thing but the show literally it's cast runs 40 or 50 deep yeah and it does wow. a good job of balancing all of it but it's it's three seasons right three seasons now it's been out four seasons oh three or four yeah, yeah. it's one of them and it's it it's like dragon ball z on steroids in that everything that you love about dragon ball z of training to get better, fighting for the greater good, interesting villains, different things like that. It's like that, but you remove all the filler. 95% oh, okay. oh, yeah. of the filler. I was going to say, no, are characters, they're... are they charging a move for five episodes? No. No, <laughs> okay. no, no. no. The show has, the show does the not. The fight scenes are really good. Like, nice. okay. let's say hypothetically the show is 60 episodes long. It mm-hmm. maybe has eight episodes of filler. Maybe. Wow. If okay. that. And they're, good. and they're, and they're pieced throughout very well. Yeah. And even the filler more often than not is fairly entertaining. In yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. But it does do like, for example, they have the arcs, like they had this arc where they almost had the Olympic style where they bring in a bunch of different schools and they compete in an Olympic style mm-hmm. thing. And it ends in a fighting tournament. And like that arc took, you know, five or six episodes. Mm-hmm. So obviously a single fight could be the entire episode, but it isn't, charging up a move it's multiple things are happening at once and it just i've i cried in that show like i don't know like six or seven times it's yeah it's really really good i wholeheartedly suggest that if you're an anime fan or you're not an anime fan you go watch my hero if you liked one punch man you would like this have you seen one punch i've seen like two episodes of one punch man I saw an episode where he punched somebody and they died. No, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, then episode. you've seen every episode <laughs> okay. of One Punch Man. Um, and then honorable mention for me is Kingdom Season 2. Uh, Kingdom is the zombie Korean mm-hmm. show. Um, really, really well done hmm. um, on Netflix. And then uh, I watched all four seasons of Dragon Prince. Oh, yeah. You told yeah. me about that. That, that was, was supposed to be yeah. really good on Netflix. And Kippo. Kippo. The season two and three, which is 2020 funny. is all coming yeah. back to answer yeah. now. I mentioned My Hero <laughs> yeah. Academia and all of a sudden it just unlocks uh, something in his brain. Um, like, oh my goodness, the I year. actually did want to mention this because the um, chick who plays uh, the woman in The Boys is Kippo. So I see her, but she doesn't speak in, uh, in The Boys. And I hear her, but I don't see her in Kippo. So it's really weird. That's weird. And she is a very... Yeah, unique voice. Oh yeah, it's oh, different. Yeah. yeah, because Kippo. And it's, it's like a, if it's you like told a, me that was the voice girl. of this person, I would not know that that was who it is. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, but yeah. Honorable uh, mentions. Uh, I have an honorable mention also. It's a Pendleton Ward's show. I am blanking on the name. His new one. Yes, and the it was, podcast yeah, one. It, it it was podcast that. Um, not not Pendleton, but somebody else did, and it's Pendleton Ward did all the, like the animation. So there's stuff going on behind discussions, but it has nothing. 
usually has nothing to do with the discussions. It's Interesting. Just Pendleton Ward going crazy with animation and creating worlds and situations. Like one was with a. Um, For those who don't know, Pendleton Ward did uh, Adventure yeah, Time. Adventure Time. Mm. Um, it was with a discussion with a, a guy about drugs and stuff, and the storyline that was going on was a president defending his world against zombies the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I, you got to let me know when you find out. We'll, we'll mention it, and I got to check that out. Because I, I never really got into Adventure Time, Yeah, which I think is a He also had a YouTube series called Brave, The Bravest Warriors, which is pretty good. Hmm. Good. Good. Do you have any honorable mentions, Kevin, oh, that have j- jumped back to you? Um, this well, Okay, this didn't come out this year, but... You um, watched it, though. That's all that matters. I was really... I really enjoyed Godzilla, King of the Monsters. <laughs> we got... I, Will's not here, so we oh, breathe in Kevin. No, <laughs> no I honestly... Hit, I went into Will, it Will and I was... That movie. I went into With it thinking, passion. okay, I was worried that they were capitalizing on uh, the first one and the fact that there wasn't a lot of Godzilla action until the very end. I was worried that this was just going to be like a mindless, like monster thing, but it really wasn't. It was um, like they kind of built on the same uh, tone from the first movie, but they just ramped it up a little bit. I agree. And I just thought it was uh, very well done. The casting was really good. That was what had me most excited about the movie. Millie Bob Brown or yeah, uh, Kyle Chandler who was the like the main the dad s- scientist guy. Um, and oh then, yeah, he's super underrated. Yeah, and then uh, what Sally Fields from wait is that her name Sally Fields? Sa- no, not Sally Fields. The the girl from uh, The Conjuring, Shape of Water. Oh, she was in the first one. She was. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was. She's the assistant. Oh, she's the assistant. The yeah. first one too. No, but also uh, yeah, the the Conjuring um, yeah. Vera Farmiga. And then the guy from Game of Thrones who that was <laughs> that, that play, was that plays Tyron Lannister. Yeah, yeah, that was my biggest complaint about that movie was I by the end of the movie when he was still in the movie I'm like what are you doing here? <laughs> like what what is your purpose at this point to be yeah. villainous? To yeah. Be villainous. <laughs> to oh, say now villainous. it's going to bother me. It's something dance is his name. Yep. Well, it yep. Is. There's, there's, yes. this is the podcast <laughs> where we just I just remember I I watched uh, he was in Last Action Hero. Yeah. Yes. But yes. he was like really young and I was like Oh, that's that guy. That but, was really good. Yes. That was a, a movie that was better than I thought it was going to be. All right. Well, there's... Oh. It was The Midnight Gospel. That's what The it's Midnight Gospel. There you go. Go check it out. It's a tr- Trussell something who's uh, his podcast. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll check it out. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break, we're, and we're going to IMDB so we remember everyone's name. Charles Dance. Boom. Just came to me. <laughs> we'll, di- we'll take a break, and when we will come back, we'll do the meat and potatoes of uh, Dread. Do we stop it? <laughs> Keep this in. I don't know. Oh, okay. Keep Are it in. Outtakes. Well, I'm just wondering, like, what, did, what did we do before? I don't. I don't remember anything before 2020. Well, you don't remember because you weren't on the podcast. Don't talk to Kevin like that. <laughs> I'm going to talk Kevin how I want. I'm just going to leave it. That's fine. And then... Ugh, it's weird with headphones on because I'm hearing it through here, but then like on the outsides I'm hearing You hear some of the stuff? Yeah. Is that a soda stream?
Oh, we didn't talk about this one hundred eighty four, but I wrote I wrote some of this stuff down. Maybe maybe you'd like. IMDB and we got our coffee that went to the bathroom everything we now know all the names to every actor and actress that have ever been in everything so we're not going to be like hey you know that one guy I'm still going to do that it's absolutely how we we speak into it but uh, today we're actually talking about the 2012 excellent cult classic I would argue Dread which uh, stars Carl Urban it basically uh, focuses on um, Mega City One, which mm-hmm. is now in this post-apocalyptic, would you call it, right area? I, I think they hinted there was like, yes, a nuclear war. There was a something. nuclear war. Yeah. So basically, what it is is now cities are these giant mega cities. This is called Mega City One that stretches from uh, Boston to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. has eight million people in it, and it just has like constant crime and it's now this like totalitarian utarian like fascist area where everything is run by the justice system or the hall of justice can't call it the justice league because then they got to worry about stuff i think oh. it's it's like uh 60,000 people 60 million people in a area that was only supposed to be for like 20 million yeah it's yeah everyone is everyone is just crammed together in this area like and he even talks about there are 12 serious crimes a minute mm-hmm. like 12 right. serious crimes a minute and you can only respond to six percent yeah and it's just these absolutely insane so basically the the movie follows these judges who work for the hall of justice and and they are judge jury and executioner and the the movie opens up on Judge Dredd, played by Carl Urban, basically following these three uh, drug dealers who are trying to escape the, uh, Judge Dredd in particular, who are now peddling this new drug called slow-mo, which basically slows your brain down to 1% its normal speed. So essentially one minute feels like 100 minutes, one hour feels like 100 hours, so on and so forth. And it leads, he ends the drug bust and he picks up this new rookie who is a psychic or a mutant that they call, where her family basically grew up on the outskirts of the city in the, and Badlands. The, in the Badlands. But because of the radiation, a lot of people like normally get different limbs or born uh, amputees, but she was born with this psychic ability, and she took the test to become a judge and barely failed it, so they want to give her a shot in the field, and he's the one to decide if she passes or failed. So they go on a call to Peachtree um, Apartments, but it isn't even an apartment. It's like this it's self-sustaining system mm-hmm. where it's where people live, eat, shop. It's almost like a mall. Like imagine a mall where the first two floors are your mall, and then the next 198 floors <laughs> are just this apartments, slum yeah. apartments that Which people Which is funny because I actually think that's going to be happening more and more. Like, oh, like an in, actual... In Vancouver, they just built a building where the bottom is like a restaurant area and then the top area is going to be apartments. Well, uh-oh. Right. We're moving slowly. Yep. I can't wait to be a judge. I'm <laughs> I could see you being a I'm judge. I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah. So basically they respond to this call where these three people have been tossed off a balcony and then 
uh, they do a drug bust, and then the apartment gets shut down, and chaos ensues. Yeah. So just to start, we'll start off where, because some people like to listen to this, and they don't want spoilers to start off. So we'll start off non-spoilerly. What are your general feels about the 2012 Dread movie? We'll go with Kevin. We'll, we'll go. Oh, off. okay. We'll change this it up. This is your first time watching, right? Yeah, and I just yeah. watched it last night, so not even... Oh, fresh in the brain. 24 hours. Um, to be honest, uh, when the movie's... Probably the first 10, 15 minutes, I was kind of like, is this going to be... Is this going to drag on for an hour and a half? But as I got more into it, I kind of got situated, and I I actually think I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, the end. I will say that it definitely looks like a movie... That was made in 2012. Yes. Um, I think some of the... Now, granted, I, I read up a little on it, and the, the budget was about, I think, $40 million. Which is very low. Very low. Yeah, and for so, this style of movie. Yeah, and so I kind of forgave a little bit of that, but they definitely... Um, <laughs> I think they were probably marketing the 3D aspect yes. of it very heavily, which yes. I it reminded me that that was actually a thing at one point. Because um, some of the, the certain scenes... Um, looked a little off to me. Yeah, uh, when it goes slow mo, it looks yeah. a lot better in 3D. Yeah, that and that's what actually bothered me at first when when the slow mo started. I was like, oh no, here we go again, like with the slow mo. And then I realized that oh, that's actually like the drug. There's actually a reason for which, the which is so cool. And because the movie does a really good job of when they use slow-mo, it's only when the drug mm-hmm. is being used. Right. So it, it uses slow-mo as a plot device. Right, because yeah. I was like, how much of this is going to be in it? And it, they really use it, I think, tastefully. It's mm-hmm. it's not too much. Um, shout out to Carl Urban for literally wearing a helmet like the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. That's that's why uh, Andrew and I just watched uh, Judge Dredd and The Dredd. 1995 yep. Sylvester Stallone Stallone movie. And that is not good. This one is so much better because of that fact that if Stallone's in the movie, he has to take off the helmet. You have yeah, to see his oh. face almost the entire time. It's like, that's not Judge Dredd. That's not the comics. He never right. showed his face. Yeah, Which, and that was one of the things I, I think that uh, Carl Urban mentioned that that was one of the reasons he took the roles because it was going to be challenging for him to basically... Emote. Yeah, through convey his mouth. expression mm-hmm. with his mouth. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, Ben, what, what, non-spoiler, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I I love it uh, a lot more than Judge Dredd, but my only problem is that I know the comics and the vast, awesome world that Judge Dredd has, and to stick it in a building was a little disappointing. For, for when people I first don't know when you say the comics, when I first watched what when you say the comics, what what comic is this? Judge Dredd. The Judge Dredd. Well, it's it's based off of 2000 AD, yeah, which was the name of the comics, and it actually came from a, a British magazine that ran comics and like pretty much anyone who's anyone that has wrote comics before your garth ennis your um alan moore like they wrote for this this british comedy uh british uh comic Comic. magazine and that's where they got judge shred from Mm -hmm. and there's just like uh there's some issues where there's warring gangs in the desert uh that is the mcdonald's gang and the burger king gang and just there's so much bizarre background for the Judge Dredd universe, and you just set it in a one uh, one building was a little bit disappointing at first when I first saw it, but I got over it because it it was just a fun experience. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just knowing the budget behind it, yeah, like 
that's why they did that. Mm-hmm. Well, the did. other thing too is it, the runtime is like an hour and a half. It's only yeah, yeah it is it, only an hour and a half. It's not a lot of time to do. I would have liked more world building myself, but I was like, okay, given the runtime, you kind of have to just like, yeah, go. Hmm. There's a reason for that, and we'll get to that in a little bit, Andrew. Um, I think I definitely enjoyed it more the first time I watched it than oh now. okay. Um, I still, I still really liked it, but like what Kevin was saying is you can definitely tell that it is, uh, made in 2012. <laughs> like it definitely has that late 2000s, early 2010s feel to it. Um, specifically around the special effects. Uh, and that, that does go with the budget, but like when he lights the people on fire is like, you could definitely tell that that was fake all throughout um and so it's just like small stuff like that but other than that i really enjoyed it but yeah i mean uh i'm probably gonna be the highest on this if judge dredge is probably barely outside of my top 10 favorite movies of all yeah. time oh, just dread or dread sorry yeah. uh i absolutely love this movie mm-hmm. and it, it because it goes along with it's very along the style of movies i really love like this is the raid the raid right mm-hmm. uh john wick um, or even like the, I think the movie this most closely relates is Shoot 'Em Up mm-hmm. with Clive oh, yeah. Owen, yeah, which the carrots, yeah, with the carrots, <laughs> which it, which the is what's time. so great about this movie and I love is that all these one-liners. Did you, just, did you see Shoot 'Em Up? No. Oh, we have scene. to watch. It's a lot. There's a great scene in Shoot 'Em Up in the very beginning where he stabs a carrot into someone's eyes. And he says, "Eat your carrots; they're good for your eyesight." Uh, <laughs> yeah see and that's what happens like in this movie like the uh, one of the uh, things before they they had to peach tree to um deal with the mama clan where uh the main hall of justice leader is talking to dread and he she's like throw throw into the deep end he's like it's all a deep end yeah yeah. (laughs) just like just like he just like there's a whole bunch of uh these excellent one-liners yes or or like uh before that when um he chases the when he's fighting the three drug peddlers and he chases the one into a mall or whatever mm-hmm. he's like is that your final decision hot shot and he's like what did you say i said hot shot yeah. <laughs> and he just fires this molten <laughs> bullet into his face like it's just it's really really good so i i actually love dread if you have not seen it go watch it right now because we're going to get into some of the spoiler things and you mentioned kevin and a couple other people mentioned of the budget and different things like that yeah. and basically this movie was uh written by alex garland who's now known to do ex machina and annihilation oh okay he directed both of those. He wrote this movie. And originally, Ben, he wanted to do it about uh, Judge Dredd's biggest adversary in Judge Death. Um, and that every time he did the story, it was just too much. It was mm-hmm. too big. Oh. It was too large. And um, he couldn't get it down to where he wanted. So he finally settled in on this a little bit more small and contained story. Mm-hmm. And the budget wasn't very large. And it barely made its money back in the theaters. Yeah. And it wasn't well received. And one of the biggest things that critics didn't like about it is, as you alluded to, Ben, is that it didn't pay as much homage to the comics in the political satire side of things. Because the comic is so seeped in political satire mm-hmm. and discussing fascism and totalitarianism. And just because that is, Dredd is a fascist. That, I mean, that is what he is, which again, I think we can get into this in a little bit later of like, it's so interesting of what this movie is, is that the protagonist, quote unquote, uh, 
is a fascist and obviously no one's a big fan of fascism <laughs> obviously but it, this movie does a good job of making the good guy like there isn't building a world where there isn't good people there isn't like the only the only person in this movie that you can make an argument that is a good person is anderson right yeah. and everyone else even dread who's the guy you root for is like no 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 this guy like you're like, yeah, I root for this guy, I root for this guy. But if you're on the opposing end of him, is he would have no problem shooting you in the right. face. No problem yeah. of just like, you're like, oh, I have kids, I have this, I have that, I did nothing wrong, I don't care. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're. this is the rule, this is the laws, yeah. we have to do with this stuff. Attempted murder of judge is death. Is so. death. Well, and there's obviously attempted, yeah. uh, there's obviously going to be issues when one person is judge jury and executioner exactly it's exactly totally yeah. based upon whatever yeah. he thinks which yeah. i mean which this i mean the movie kind of discusses but it, the reason why i call it a cult classic is because that's what happened is that once this movie came out to own on dvd and everything mm-hmm. it just skyrocketed skyrocketed sales. it did so well in sales it did all this like it was pretty much dead in the water after it came out in the theaters and then after how well received it was on DVD and Blu-ray and then 3D Blu-ray because 3D was a big thing at the mm-hmm. time, 3D TVs, um, that there were starting to be discussions of like, oh, should we do a new movie? Should we do this? Should right. we not do that? And the movie just turned into this this excellent like cult following. And it just it was just so awesome in that way. And you mentioned, um, Kevin, this is you were talking about now you see Carl Urban and everything. So let's, let's just talk about <laughs> Carl Urban in this movie and our yes. thoughts and the character of dread himself. And where, like, like you said, this entire movie, he has a helmet on his head and that if you weren't told that was Carl Urban, would you even know that type of thing? And mm-hmm. he I took would. this, he took this role very seriously. He did military training. Right. He did combat training. He did police training. He got his body into shape. Like he was like this movie and you see him talk about it now in retrospect, like this movie really, truly like mattered to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, what are your guys? Some of your thoughts on Carl Urban as, as Dread? Well, it's funny because I think before this, Carl Urban to me was Aylmer person <laughs> from, from Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then he was in that uh, one season show called Almost Human. Yes, Which, where he was a police detective with an android partner and Bones, and then Bones yes. from Star Trek. Yeah, and he was uh, the best character in Doom, the good Doom guy. Oh, oh yes, yeah. that's right. He was in that movie. Here's here's another theme. I absolutely love that Doom movie. <laughs> the one with the Rock. Yes. Oh I my god. Where the Rock movie. was supposed to be Doom guy, but then he goes bad. So Carl Urban's the new Doom oh my good guy. That movie is so bad. It's so <laughs> okay. Well, bad. I can respect that. At it's least so like bad. That. It's that's a pretty common theme you'll see from me, Kevin. It's yeah. like yeah. I like really one of my like literally one of my favorite movies of all time is the mid '90s Mortal Kombat movie. You know that is, so fun, that is a fun that is a fun movie. Yeah. Shang Tsung is a fun yeah. character. Yes. Which um. Oh nope, that was the the original Judge Dredd. Never mind. What? Uh, uh, the guy who played Raiden in Annihilation. Oh, Christopher Lambert. Thank you very much. No, no. Annihilation. Uh, in Annihilation. Oh, Annihilation. No one knows who that is. He was he that. was like in the opening scene for Judge Dredd. Oh, he was one that, of the um, one of the bad guys. That's the dad from Dexter, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was the only thing I knew him from. And then when I yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I'm with you. But anyways, call Urban. He's <laughs> 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 just Kevin. You were talking about a little bit earlier about his like facial expression and. Yeah, he had like that kind of upside down, like sort of frown or yeah. scowl on his face that was very. I think he probably exaggerated it because of the fact that that's the only part of his face you see. Yeah. And um, everything down to the, uh, I thought the voice was good. And I, I read up on how it was difficult for him to sustain the voice that he was yeah, doing. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, because it was sort of this like ashy kind of, mm-hmm. like he's been through some stuff. And so he, which he has to do on top of his trying to do an American accent. Yeah, and I, that was the so other thing like, that made me laugh. I was like, one day you'll get to do a New, New Zealand accent <laughs> in one of your shows. Because yeah. it's always like an American accent, a British accent. One day yeah. you'll get to do your yeah, natural you never, accent. Yeah, you never yeah. get to do your own. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, yeah, and it just he like he does such a great job of carrying the the movie. Where I would make the argument, he's not even like the main character. It's like everything out. He's just like the transporter of the story. Right. Like, really, you're there for Anderson, and yeah. also you're there for Mama, Mama. and Lena yeah. Headley, and we'll, we'll get to her in a second. And then also the world that it is building. Right. And Dread is just kind of a part of. A, a part of it and he's yes. not even necessarily the single person that you're you're rooting for right yeah i would say the person you're rooting for is anderson anderson yeah. absolutely um, who who's who's played by uh olivia thurlby who has not been in anything else i was going to say like yeah she kind of reminds me of the chick from uh queen's gambit anya yeah yeah, but she, she, like after this movie, she just hasn't. That's she yeah, never yeah. really caught on with anything, and that and, and that honestly that speaks to even like a lot of people in this movie, like the director is Pete Travis, who did Vantage Point, which if anyone remembers is Vantage Point, is that the Point, movie where like it shows you the same scene from like three different from three points? different Vantage Points, yeah. and you're trying to figure out who did it yeah, and different yeah. things like that with yeah. um uh, Dennis Quaid. Yes, it has yeah. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Whose son I, Jack Quaid is in the boys. In the Air, boys. the world is a flat circle. Uh, I he's the main character he's the in the main boys. Character that's Dennis Quaid's. That's Dennis Quaid's son. Dennis yeah. Quaid's son. And Meg Ryan. Dennis Quaid, and Meg Ryan. Oh, we just I, lost him again. <laughs> we lost Kevin I, again. Wow, I I'm thinking of his face, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, it, when you watch it now, you'll see it. Yeah, and you'll, you'll be like, it. oh, wow. Yeah, you'll see it. Yeah, that's Dennis Quaid's kid. But I yeah, no, I, I knew his name was Jack Quaid. I didn't make the connection. Yeah. yeah, which, I mean, it speaks to... I mean, obviously, like, I think it's one of the things, like, outside of Lena Headley, who obviously plays Cersei Lannister in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. even though we love Carl Urban, don't get me wrong, and now he's in The Boys, so that's helped. But really, before The Boys came out, Lena Headley was really the only person who came out of this movie with, yeah, I think like, Carl legitimate... Urban just had bones from star trek mm-hmm. well the other person that you can talk about is the clan techie and uh domino hall gleason who plays general Co- general, general hux, hux yeah. oh that is him. <laughs> that's yeah. general hux which goes to show if you see this movie you watch dread he's the he's the techie who loses his eyesight and does all this stuff and he's just geeky and everything like that and you just go and like, wait a minute Alex- someone watched this movie and went like Oh, he could play the lead general of the First Order. <laughs> and then, that sounds like a great idea. Alex Garland, Ex Machina. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, and he's okay. in it. Yeah, as well as Ex Machina. Which is funny, like, yeah, there's Ex Machina, but then also uh, that weird movie with Michael Fassbender. Yep. Where he has the head on the entire yep. time. 
It's like a, it's an indie movie, but he has like this like weird Frank, paper mache Frank, Frank. He said like that this, I was like X Men. It's like no. this weird paper mache. Magneto. Like, what are you talking about? Is that he what has, we're talking about? It's like about a now? weird paper mache like head mm-hmm. that he wears the entire time. His name's Frank, and they have this like terrible indie band that they, that Donald Gleason joins. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> but so with Donald. within Dread, where one of my favorite characters in this. Other than obviously the clan teching, no one all Gleason is Lena Headley's mama, yeah, who is super cool. And originally, Mama was written as an obese elderly woman because the, she sounds like the the that. backstory of Mama is that she was a prostitute, who then through like basically uh, through she slept with a bunch of famous people and made her way through, and then basically took over clans. And they kind of touch on that in the movie. Mm. But Lena Headley did such a good job. And this was like, she filmed this the same time she was filming season one of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like it wasn't like Pete Travis and Alex Garland were just like, oh, we love you as Cersei. Right. They, they, yeah. had, to, like, they had to get her from something else. So they were filming this she right, the, pretty much right she along. She was the queen in 300. She so was, yeah. Like, no, you're right. Yeah, she was the queen in 300. But even in the queen in 300, like... Do you think that translates to? The yeah, Mama she was character? much. Was she was much character. more intense and menacing, and the acting was so much not not the the character was so much better than the queen in Three Hundred. Yeah, and she yeah she's so ruthless in this mm-hmm. movie, where like she has no problem just killing everyone, and like you see the scenes like when you talk about Donald Gleason of like she already ripped his eyes out. And stuffed in the cyberkinetic things, but every time he's doing anything for her, she oh. has like a gun trained on mm. him or a knife on him. Or... I didn't catch that that she was because I there was a flashback scene where he's like getting tortured or yeah, something. I didn't yeah. catch that that was yeah that was him. Okay, yeah, and well, not, that, yeah. and not a lot of people notice that the first time through. So that yeah. that is something. I'll, it's why I'll she bring up. it's why she lets him go at the end, right? Because he's yeah. Anderson. Kinda, Anderson lets yeah. her go yeah. against his will, like mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, it's he doesn't he doesn't want to be there, right? And everything like that. So, uh, what do you guys think of Lena Headley? So I want to bring up one scene where she, uh, the guy takes over the speaker system and it gives it to her, and she walks over, sits down, kind of adjusts the mic, and just kind of like nonchalantly like starts explaining to everybody that she's gonna kill them if they help the judges at all and that scene was probably by far my favorite she's excellent in the whole yes, movie absolutely she's so like she is a really good villain and like in in hindsight like we can all say that now because we all talk about cersei and like when you talk about some of the greatest villains that you've seen in the visual entertainment like cersei lannister is way up there mm-hmm. but you can see that in this in mama and just yeah. how ruthless she is and mm-hmm. willing to be cutthroat and give like everything away. Like yeah. there's a scene with um, Wood Harris who plays Kay, um, who's her, her like second and or like third in command, Kay, the guy yeah. who gets yeah. uh, captured at the very beginning of the movie, where oh, she's okay. just like, where she's just like, I would kill you myself if I didn't literally lose everyone already yeah. today. I can't lose any more bodies, but like, she's just she's and she's also so intelligent in that like when. Kay captures Anderson and brings her up to the top floor and like mm-hmm. they're about to rape her and beat her and do all these terrible things to her. She's like, no, you will do nothing to her. 
because we need her. They ha- she has to only have bullet holes. She has to mm-hmm. be placed in this specific way because that's the only way we get out of this. Or even at the very end of the movie where she's just like, if you kill me, my heart goes, this goes off and it blows up the entire top half of the building and it collapses and it kills everyone. Is it worth it to you? Like she just has a plan for everything. She's just like this very interesting and dynamic villain. Right. Yeah, I thought the scene when when they captured Anderson was it was pretty interesting because like you said they were probably going to rape her and do some things and she stopped them and I was like is she stopping them because she feels a little bit like Anderson was her at one point. Mm-hmm. I was like, are they playing the, the sympathy card? And then she just goes back to killing yeah. people. Like, okay, she's too far gone at this yeah, point. But, um, no, she, in every role she plays, I she has a very, like, commanding presence that, uh, even in 300 when she's the queen and she's talking to the, like, the senators. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, you know. I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, she's a, yeah, she's a scene stealer, and it. She's almost now. She's in a way of like almost like Mark Strong of like it's hard for me to like see him in any film where they aren't a bad guy or at least right like the uh, like not like almost like an antihero where like they're not they don't necessarily have to be the antagonist mm-hmm. but they're like that character who's reluctantly good like i don't i don't know if i will ever be able to buy lena headley ever again as like a nope she's the she's the person i'm rooting for and everything for me that changed with mark strong with uh kingsman that's an excellent point that's a really good point he does a good job like i want to root for him that's a good point which he's definitely i take take back (laughs) (laughs) he's definitely the best part of the second one as you're saying country roads Standing on land, man, landmine. Yeah, we're... Yeah. Go watch Kingsman. Go watch Kingsman because I just spoiled a part of the second one. No, uh, it, 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 it's out of context. So you're pretty good and everything like that. But uh, another like memorable scene where it's with Anderson, where they take Kay into like that school room, and it's the interrogation. And Carl Urban's like, "Wait a minute, like." They would have just let us walk out of here. There's a reason why they've locked everything down. Right. It's because you know something. This is bigger than just this. Yeah. You're going to tell me, and he starts beating him. And then, like, Anderson is just like, I can get him to talk without without touching him. And there's this great mind palace thing that it was alluded to even earlier where he starts trying to mess with her in his mind where because of her ability as a psychic, mm-hmm. like people can it's it's a two-way road mm-hmm. in that way of like yes she can read people's minds but also they can portray things into her mind right and she basically then just like they have a battle he even has the scene of like where he's just like if we're going my effed up mind versus your effed up mind my effed up mind wins every time right and literally she just breaks him to the point <laughs> of that he urinates himself and breaks him with uh mama biting off his genitals which is what mama is known yeah. for from when right. she was a uh, when she was a prostitute and she uh, bit off the the genitals of uh, one of the main leaders and took over the clan yeah. and turned it into the mama clan mm-hmm. at first when that happened i was like wait is that guy the guy and oh. then i realized she was just messing you know, with her head yeah messing because I, I for a while i thought okay maybe you know a mama is keeping this guy close but mm-hmm. i'm like oh. Good scene. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good Except scene. for that good guy. Stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, his character, I liked K. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, he did a really good job being that, like, punk, like, second or third in command guy, like, right. the entire time, like, reluctantly being, like, you know, trying to, like, get in their ears and talk crap to them and you think you're going to get out of here, you're all dead type, right. of, type of thing. So it's funny, in Judge Dredd, all the villains seem to know what those guns do but in this movie nobody knows yeah, yeah. what a what a judge's weapon does yeah because there's the scene that you're leading to ben is the one where they've captured uh anderson. anderson and Kay is about to shoot her with her own weapon and because it's like connected to each judge it just blows up in mm-hmm. his hand right and he, he bleeds out is what they allude to yeah because we just we were watching the 1995 one in uh, the guy goes to pick up the gun. Someone's like, "No, no, 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 no! Don't the, do that!" The writing do guy that. goes, "No, don't! It's yeah. a judge weapon!" And it yeah. like shocks him. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, also, shout out to the gun. That was like one of my favorite parts oh, yeah. of the movie. Oh, yeah. The fact that you could change ammunition by just saying something. And the sound of it, like yeah. it, it sounded strong every time it shot yeah. somebody. Yeah. Su- super powerful. And I mean, I think the sound design in this movie is really well done in that. Even the scene that we alluded to earlier where they're firing the laser machine guns and it just it feels like this thing is tearing through everyone and like just ripping the building down and just mm-hmm. like you feel every part of the movie and the weapons that are used and the fight scenes that are used. Like the scene where um, Mama calls on the, the uh, corrupted judges to come in and... Um, uh, Judge Dredd turns on the other dude and he says, "Choke on this!" and it, like, <laughs> hits him in the Adam's apple. You just oh, feel that, that was that crunch. thunk yeah. into like lo- like crunching his Adam's apple. I wonder why they have a female judge. Oh, my gosh. oh <laughs> to fight the female yeah. judge. <laughs> so, uh, in the original, uh, they introduced this like Asian female doctor. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, she's you know she's there. like near the and end of the movie near too. Near the end of the movie, and then she like gets closer to the the bad guy. And you're like, okay, she's like more prominent. Like, what's going on? And then then out of nowhere, she's like, okay, now let me like undo my shirt a little bit, and now I'm like the seductress, like <laughs> doctor, like super villainous with the super villain, and you're like, why is this character here? Like, what is this for? And it's like. Oh, she's going to fight the female judge. Oh, my God. Like, gosh. that is what she's used That's Diane Keaton, that right? Lane. Diane Lane. Diane Lane. There we go. <laughs> uh, but, it, like, that is the point of her character. Was it's like, to be why? there to fight the also, female. now this doctor can go toe-to-toe with a judge. Like, it was really weird of, like, hand-to-hand combat with a judge. And then, so, with the female judge, when she came in, we're like, oh, I totally forgot that she dies immediately. Like, she walks around the corner. Yeah, that's yeah, which blows her, which is two great scenes because they both have the same idea. Yeah, where the the first judge was all like, you know, I'll see him. He doesn't expect it. They expect backup. You know, if he hesitates, I shoot him. Type of a thing. And then when they do, they show up. They both drop their weapons. They're talking. Yeah, and Dread notices. He's like, wait a minute. There's he he deduces he deduces it because he's freaking Judge Judge Dread, and he fights him. But then there's that cool moment where. The female 
bad judge is leaving she's like mm-hmm. how are you gonna do it she's like i have my you know i have the leg up on her yeah. you know if she hesitates i shoot her if she doesn't hesitate i shoot her like mm-hmm. it's just like right. no matter what i got her i have the leg up on her so they come around the corner and she, they're both holding their weapon she's like whoa drop your weapon i'm a judge and she's like well i'm a psychic like she yeah. doesn't say anything. <laughs> she's a psychic she reads it and she just guns her yeah. down without even saying anything well, which it's is just funny really because cool. she she ended up hesitating and then died yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Exactly. And then, like, again, on staying on the same topic of these corrupted judges, that scene in the drug uh, warehouse, warehouse, mm. where, like, he, like you're talking about with the weapon, he's like, explosive, high explosive, yeah. uh, you know, armor piercing. It's like empty, empty, empty. empty. Yeah. And he, all he has is just high explosive, and he blows the one dude's head open. Oh, my gosh. And just, like, <laughs> just so... Was that his head, or was that, like... Yeah, just him yeah. in general. He he it shoots was, it through his head. He shoots the, the high explosive yeah. through his face. Yeah, <laughs> which is just awesome. Yeah. Which leads to my. You talked about your favorite scene with Lena Headley, uh, Ben. My favorite scene is uh, the scene after uh, Dredd is shot, and he's like sitting there, and he like the other the bad uh, corrupted judge comes up to him, and, and Judge Dredd is like, "Wait." He's like, wait. He's like, what am I waiting for for your the Judge Dread? You you're supposed to be this awesome person, and now you're a coward. Wait, wait for your last couple of seconds of just puny life deleting. He's just eating, eating the Judge Dread, and then all of a sudden, obviously, Anderson's in the background shoots him, and he's like, no, waiting for her to shoot you. And he's <laughs> yeah. just like, yes, Dread rules. Also, I love, I love how I love he, tanked, that. he tanked that armor piercing round. He just like grimacing as hard as he can. And then like noise. like right after, he's like, okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, let's patch it up. He even says it. He says, just a common field dressing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, he's just like, just a common field dressing. <laughs> like, there's a giant hole in my stomach. There's That's a cool. giant hole in my stomach. It's just so good. Yeah, she gets like, she gets like, shot by a normal weapon. And mm-hmm. she's like, down. And right. he's, he gets shot with an armor piercing round. And, and he's, he's just, like, yeah, he's just taking through it. And like, dude, it's, it's really good. And, the other one I have to give mention to, or two of them, is the two like pretty big slow mo scenes of like when they do their first big drug bust, mm-hmm. where these two kids come in and they they basically pay money and they do the slow mo. Oh, dude, and everything. And they like, bust in and they're in shooting motion. everyone in yeah. slow motion, and it has this like chromatic tint to the screen. Yeah, yeah that's that's it makes the three D pop in those scenes okay. yeah. when it has that on it. So that, that makes more sense. And then now, even without the 3D, I think it still serves mm. its purpose of, like, it has this sparkle, yeah, different style. Now you're seeing, like, when the the obese guy gets shot, you see his, like, fat, yeah, ripple. like, ripple. Or well, the, and there's the explosion at the beginning where the guy's, like, stomach is, like, like exploding out. Mm-hmm. It's, inward, yeah. it's really well done. And then, obviously, the very end of the movie where he shoots her in the stomach mm-hmm. and he's basically like, do you think that signal can go through 100 uh, floors of concrete. What about two hundred? What about two hundred? <laughs> and then, and then he's just like, "What does he say to her at the end?" He's like, "Do you have any last words?" And then, well, he says, "Court adjourned." Yeah, no, Which, not yet. He's okay. he's like, yeah. "Do you have any last words?" And he pumps slow mo yeah. in her mouth, and she just sucks it in. He's like, "Noted, court adjourned." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he and then he throws her over the edge, and it's just like this really great slow mo mm-hmm. scene. It just makes you feel. Her falling, and I think in a lot of other movies they would have cut away from it or mm-hmm. gone to fast motion and saw the explosion. But they stay with the ground level view of her right. falling to the point of like literally just shows her land and she literally explodes 
on screen mm-hmm. type of thing. Which it kind of looked like when she when the blood started appearing, it appeared in like the the symbol on his helmet, the X or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was. I don't I mean, know if that was. I didn't even notice that. Man. <laughs> Well, it could be also because when she had a cut on her face that was oh, almost yeah. in the True. X-like symbol as well, and that could have been what broke first. True. So it could have been a double meaning and everything mm-hmm. like that. Also, does Dredd kind of want to die? Because that was the impression I was getting when he threw her off the building. He was like, I don't really care if this blows up or not. I, I, don't, I don't think he no, guaranteed. I think he, I think he, he, he knew. knew. Yeah. Oh, I no. Like, I think he has a death wish. I think he absolutely... What's uh, Because he goes... Uh, when it cuts back to him, he's like, hmm. Yeah, like I'm still alive. It almost gave. I got the impression where he's well, like, I don't yeah, know if says, it's gonna blow up. Yeah. Or not. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. He goes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, he's I don't thinking really mind if this blows up and kills everybody in the yeah. It's like okay. Because he, she's guilty. Right. And that's what for him, which is, I I, I do want to ask you guys as we, we start wrapping up of how do you feel about the end, where uh, basically Anderson knows she's lost. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's the scene with Domin Hall Gleason where he lets him go, like we talked about earlier. And he's like, what are you doing, rookie? Like, that's an automatic fail. And she's like, I already failed when I lost my weapon. Yeah. So he's like, all right. And uh, which reminds me, there's two great scenes they call back to at the very beginning. He's like, you ready, rookie? And she's like, yeah. He's like, you don't look ready. Right. She's like, oh, it's just adrenaline. And then at the very end of the movie, he's like, you ready? She's like, yeah. He's like, you look, you ready. look ready. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, she leaves, she turns in her badge, and the Hall of Dress leader comes up to Dredd and was just like, she a pass or a fail? He's like, she's a pass. Yeah. <laughs> and just, how do you feel, how do you guys feel like, do, do you think that kept in tone with Dredd as a character, or do you felt that was just more for the movie? I think it's knowing Dredd as a character, because yes, Dredd is a fascist, but he also. Like, he isn't, he isn't the bad judge. So he's, like, he sees when uh, people are people and he, he responds to it. Um, and, and he, like, since it was her call to make, he, those are the rules. So he's going to, like, he's going to respect that. And it's like, knowing that she's a psychic and knowing that, you know, if he's forced against his will, that's not necessarily against the like what he did was against the law it was like what was happening to him was against the law so i'm i took that into account with dread um and the fact like you see it early on the kid like the kids attempted murder on a judge's death and he stuns the kids right Um, that's a good point and so it's like he he sees when it's like people don't understand their situation but when he sees like people actively trying to do things um that they know the situation they're in, that's when he responds with death. That makes sense. Right? What about what about you, Kevin? What do you think? I liked it because I, I thought that um, the two, Anderson and Dredd, kind of played off each other. I think we saw, because of Anderson, you got to see Dredd's compassion, mm-hmm. where you didn't really know if he had it or not at the beginning, because he's just kind of like, you know, I am justice. I'm the law. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kill this guy. I am when the he law. when he headshot when he didn't even give the guy like any the hot shot the the, the head, hot right. shot. Uh, You're real bad at negotiations. <laughs> yeah, when when yeah the her, his hostage was right there and he still shot him regardless. I yeah yeah, and I think another big part of maybe his shift is when the judges showed up, the corrupt judges, mm-hmm. and that maybe made him realize like. 
you know, I follow all these rules and stuff, but look at these guys. Maybe I should be more concerned or, or put a higher um, weight on somebody's character rather than just how good Following of a judge, the judge. they are. Yeah, because the guy was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a meat grinder. Yeah. Meat goes in one end. People go in one end. People, right. people go in one end. Meat, meat goes comes out, out the other. other. <laughs> oh, but, but, and, like, there's even that great line where, you know, like, there's even, like, a, a respect where Dredd goes, how much? And he's, he's like, like, a, a million. million. He's like, that doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he's like, no, not really. He's like, but, you know, splitting it four ways. Three ways. Right. <laughs> and then every time he kills someone, yeah. two, two ways. ways. <laughs> he just, he's just talking. No, he said him. that doesn't seem much for... Uh, uh, denounce, denouncing the law. Yeah, yeah. for denouncing the law or something like, like that. Doesn't yeah, doesn't seem like enough money to, to denounce the law. I like how I like how it's not even personal for Dread. Mm-hmm. Like he's like he understands. He's like you broke the law. Mm-hmm. You're breaking right. the law. <laughs> like it's not even you're trying to. Kill I me. am the law. Yeah, it's it's not even like you're trying to kill me. It's you know I'm a judge and you're breaking the law. Like that's <laughs> that's what it came down to for him. Which he's is, like he's like. I'm I'm only worth a million. No, the law is only worth yeah, a million. Yeah, the law yeah, the law is only worth a million. And like there's the the great scene with the homeless guy. Yeah. Where he's, he's just like, like get out of here. He's like get out of here. You better not be here when I get yeah. back. And then he comes back out. He's, he's like, like I told you. I told you 3 months in the cube and then the wall comes <laughs> crashing so down on him. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, those those are just really excellent. Right, what about you Ben? Did you feel him giving Anderson the pass felt right for the yeah. character in the movie? In the yeah, I, I felt like her perspective of uh, seeing uh, seeing the inside of people like gave him pause of with the fact that Dominic Gleason's character like she knew his backstory and that he was a victim not not a, a perpetrator and it kind of opened his eyes a little bit and I, I feel the end was justified makes sense I, I do want to mention one last line which I love of after the scene of the interrogation, um, he's like, all right, rookie, what's it going to be? And she's like, well, you know, she's like, well, we can do one of two things. We can either find a defendable position until things come out, or we can head back downstairs and do all this. And he's like, what about a third option? What about a tag? Yeah, <laughs> and, she's like, and she's like, I don't know about that. That isn't, that doesn't seem very smart. And he just looks at her. She's like, wrong answer. And he's like, I don't know. You tell me. You're the psychic. <laughs> <laughs> or, or in the elevator, he's thinking of taking your your weapon. Yep. 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 <laughs> he's not thinking it anymore. Yep. yep. <laughs> which is which is good. Again, like these these the movie knows what it wants yeah. to be, yes. and that's why I definitely suggest shoot 'em up is because yeah. shoot 'em up is in the same style. It knows what it's trying to be, um, and it's over the top. Yeah. Um, it's not trying to be a super serious like game changer of a movie. It's like right. here's have a fun, turn your brain off style of movie, but also build this world that's very interesting and makes yeah. you want to go back to it, which goes to the future of Dread, where they've wanted to do another movie, but it's been in absolute production hell, canceled, recanceled. Mm-hmm. And the- Eddie Shanker made a, a anime yep, on there's, YouTube. There's the anime Short. on YouTube as well. And the last we know right now is that I think it's Showtime or Stars has a series that they're writing, but they've been writing the series since 2016 mm. called Mega City One, 
where Carl Urban has been in talks to star in it, but right. we just haven't heard anything from it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely hope that we see something from it. But if we do see it again, do you guys hope it's in a movie? Do you guys hope it's a TV series? Or do you guys are you guys okay with? I wouldn't mind an, an HBO. Yeah, if it's a if it's a stars, eh, no. It depends on who does it. Who does it? Yeah. You got to bring it, bring it back. I, yeah, I'd be fine with a streaming service or HBO. Do you think like it, if, it's better like served if Hulu as or a, Amazon did it? I, would, I think I would like it. Do you think it's better served as a TV series than a movie? Yeah. Yeah. For the world building aspect, I think yeah. definitely. Because in a movie, you can only like Ben was saying earlier, you can only explore so much. Whereas, and I actually heard that in the TV show, one of the ideas they had floating around was that you were going to follow different judges. And Dredd would kind of come in and out of the, mm-hmm. the narrative, um, which is an interesting Which is why it would be called Mega City 1. Instead of yeah, Brad. because it follows that. And, and then right now, you know, Carl Urban is obviously doing things with the boys, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he's doing anything else. So hopefully he can bounce in between yeah. those two. I think shows. he wants to do it, last last I heard. Yeah, he lo- he that the show means, uh, the movie, the the everything means a lot to him i think right. i think car Oban really cares about the character dread and it's easily probably one of his favorites and i think he wants to do something yeah. Yeah. with it so for sure well any any closing thoughts on on dread or uh, my favorite line my favorite line is when she's like the helmet interferes with the psychic readings and he's like so does a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so practical to yeah, the point. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, he's just great. Yeah. And, like, it's really good. What about you, Kevin? Any final thoughts or anything? Uh, no, I enjoyed it. I mean, my f- favorite line was probably... I, actually, let me let me back up. My favorite character was probably actually Anderson mm-hmm. in the movie. And my favorite line was when um, she kind of realized that she already failed the assessment. And she said, I'm just going to make a difference anyway. I don't yeah. have to be a judge. Yeah. And I think that was the point that turned Dread maybe to be like, mm, you know, I think this person deserves a pass just because of her character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so. there's more to the law which, than just which the law. Which then the movie does end with her walking out with a judge helmet. Right. So it's like, to the, yeah. the motorcycles mm-hmm. and stuff. No, really well done. I'd love to see more eventually. What about what about you, Ben? Any closing thoughts? No? Nothing? It's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, Addy Shanker's uh, working on a, I think Assassin's Devil, Creed anime, Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry anime. Oh, oh he, I would watch the crap. He out of that. he started the Castlevania. Yeah, he produced that. Mm. And and Another also the Power Slash Rangers. Oh gosh. <laughs> the what? Power Slash the, Ranger. The dark Power Rangers. The dark. The YouTube like, the short. Quick, I loved that. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. it was. I I it's, really enjoyed it. It's not Power Rangers, no. but I like the idea it was behind like, it. It was like if you took our childhood and, and just ruined like it. ruined everything. Well, it's like I, I don't have a problem with making a more mature Power Rangers, but then this was like okay, now there's a Ranger who's like doing hookers and blow. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, there do. All right, before we go, one final question for you guys. Mm-hmm. So Dread came out. September 2012. Mm-hmm. Just a guess. Do you guys know what the number one movie in the world was at the time of September 2012? Number one box office, Avengers. Box office movie? The first Avengers? First Avengers came out that year. It wasn't number one? But, I, not in but, September. I just, not, I, not in, in September. September. Yeah. In September. Oh, like in the theaters. Uh, yeah, the 2012. Gosh. All I can remember is Avengers. So. Yeah. Avengers. <laughs> um, what even came out that year? Uh, 20, it wasn't 2012 because so 2012 came out the same week 
the same week that Dread came out, the the movie that beat Dread in opening box office of just that weekend was End of Watch, which is the police officer movie oh, with, with Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. I've heard it's really but good. It's excellent. Oh my, yeah, oh my goodness, it. that movie is so good. Uh, but the number one movie of September 2012, Hotel Transylvania. Oh there you go. Yay. Throw in it. It's not a bad movie. That's actually a fun movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Well, guys, yeah. we're back. We're back. Better than ever. <laughs> yeah. Back at Maybe. it like a bad habit. Yeah. You know? Acoustics aren't the greatest. Yeah. Here, but. <laughs> but the lighting is phenomenal. The, the, the lighting. Yeah. And, and, and the, the temp is comfortable. <laughs> the temp yeah. is. Hey, I got an air conditioner, all right? Yeah, that Kevin could, doesn't know this. That we couldn't we used use to do this because it was loud. No, 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 I got a new oh, one okay. that wasn't, isn't okay. loud. We used to do this at my place, yeah. and okay. we turned my garage into another room so that it doesn't have air conditioning or, or heating in it, and we would do this in the oh summer. Oh, my gosh. And it literally, like, it was like... We were it was sweating. Like, you were just like, oh, oh. Uh, it was yeah. just so bad. Well, now we'd be freezing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I have a I have a, a, a room heater in there. That's oh, okay. pretty quiet so now. Better. No, the room is now serviceable. <laughs> serviceable. It was not serviceable <laughs> at the time. So, okay. and even the air conditioner that we had didn't even really cool the room or anything no, like that. Didn't. So, so we're we're back. We're comfortable, mm. and we're excited to keep things going. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>